Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The mysterious Gram Box from Morbeer brings you this Brewing Network Sunday session. See the Gram Box affordable control unit at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the Bub Timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Uh, is it five o'clock already? Who uh-huh. woke me up? I'm already gone. I'm already at <laughs> NHC, as far as uh, I can tell. That's all I've been thinking about is like getting ready for it. So it's like I gotta get my head out of it in a second. Yeah, I've sent all our stuff. <laughs> right. I've uh, almost completed the preparation. Uh, I'm I'm practically there. Yeah. I don't know why we're even doing a show this week. I should have just, just uh, gone there already. Just taken it off and headed to Minnesota. Well, stop! Stop right now. Too late to get there, though. And then we'll just sit around. And we'll have to talk to each other like we like each other if we don't do the show. No, I mean uh, we'll just leave. Yeah, I'll go home. Yeah, everyone will just go home. Yeah, that way you guys can talk like you like each other, and I'll just go home. You had an off week last week, JP. So I did. You're you're going to have to carry the show this week. You're the I one. Can do it. You're the one with a full tank. I can, well, <laughs> I don't know about a full tank. Yeah, yeah, I'm, maybe a I'm quarter a, tank. I'm a quarter tank short of a full tank. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I jerked up. What? I don't know. <laughs> We do have a good show uh, prepping for the NHC, though, today. We've actually got the keynote speaker of yeah. the National Homebrewers Conference on the show today, Mark Stutrud from Summit Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. He's on the program today, taking time out of his busy schedule to hang out with us. So we get a little uh, prelude to the NHC. Maybe we can maybe we can ask Mark. Maybe this is how I can take the day off. We'll ask Mark to practice his keynote address on the program, yeah. and that will kill about 45 minutes, uh, right. the majority of the interview. 
Basically, and, what he was saying on Brewing TV, I think he's going to might be deciding what he's going to say at his presentation, right? Uh, in the next few days, or something. so he could use the practice. Yeah, probably. we could talk maybe about topics with him. I'll mute yeah. the microphones and just let him go. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. You want to do a whole? You want to like help him write? Yeah, his, like you know, you want us what to do be we useful. Hear about? Yeah, what's going I see. on? Sure. <laughs> you want to? Make, I have to work. Constructive. Then. Yeah. No. All right. All right. Taste. Mark will do all the work. All right. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to him though. Here he's a good dude and yeah. a, a funny guy. Um, yeah, there is an episode of, uh, the most recent episode, I think, of Brewing TV also interviewed him, so you can find out about him there if you want to see what he looks like before hearing his magical voice here on the air, and you can check it out over at BrewingTV.com. Brewing TV is going to be at NHC doing some filming all week, too. That's what I hear. I saw that. Looking forward to that nonsense. Uh, I think I'm going to, I think I'm doing a segment or something. I'm doing some introduction with Jake. Really? So I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to have Bevo do my makeup. I'll do your makeup. That day. I got you, boo. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, boo. Boo. (laughs) That's what we call each other when no one's around, JP. Why, because you're ghosts? (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing that little segment with Brewing TV. It's going to be done in the morning, I think, which is which is not good for you me. You won't even be there. <laughs> I'm doing it from bed, actually. <laughs> I've asked him to there. just come to my <laughs> yeah. hotel. And then just don't go to sleep. It'll be that's, better for everybody. That's also likely, actually. Yeah. You know, just call it a bed in. You'll be the new, <laughs> new John Lennon. Come on get in, some, Jake. Uh, some crazy Asian broad next to you. Bring the crew in. Don't yeah, mind man. that. That's my morning wood. It'll go away in a couple minutes. Yeah, we're just trying to get us some peace, baby. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Think about it like a, it's a tent. I'm splitting a room with uh, Bevo and Sam. Oh, Speaking of wood. <laughs> so I'll just... You know, leave you and Sam alone for right. two, yeah. three minutes. It'll be totally taken care of, right? So that we can finish. <laughs> High five each other. Ugh. Imagine Sam's walking out of the shower and him and his weird translucent freckled wiener hanging out. <laughs> what the hell? What the? How all... do you know about that? Yeah. What does he have? He's a... all pale. Does he have a duck wiener or something? <laughs> yeah. See right through. Man. You guys aren't going to do it while I'm in there, are you? Not while you're in there. <laughs> Not while I'm awake. Not while I'm pretending to be asleep. Uh, we'll check out some sort of system. And not on your bed. Yeah. Put a ribbon yeah. around the doorknob, go back to college. Yeah. Here will be the system. I'll sit in the chair in the corner <laughs> <laughs> and uh, put a bag over Sam's head. That's our system. <laughs> I feel so gross right now. That's going to be fun. I think we've been married long enough where I can control myself for a couple days. You think so? <laughs> I yeah. think so. I'm sure that you're just, uh, your hormones are driving you completely <laughs> nuts every time you're around him, right? He's a sexy man. Oh, yeah. That's Sam. All right, so uh, good show today with Mark. That's coming up in just a little while. And uh, so the BNA5 uh, ticket holders, you should have received an email from me already. I think I did it at the beginning of the week, uh, Monday or Tuesday. And that gave you all of your information. So there's no physical ticket that was mailed to you. It's basically your BN order receipt, your store receipt. Bring that. Have your crew together. If you bought more than one ticket, you, you need everybody to be together when you line up for the buses. Uh, because we just have one master list, and it will have your name on it, and then how many tickets you get. And that's that. Um, there's enough buses for everybody to get on and get back to the hotel. So if you got tickets from me, uh, your bus uh, leaves at 6 o'clock at boards at six o'clock sharp um and that will get you to northern brewer by seven for the one hour vip session Um, it's an hour long bus ride it's a it'll be 45 minutes okay the bus boards at six you know it's going to take us 15 or 20 minutes so i think i think it's a 40 minute bus ride am i in charge of a bus this year 
Well, I thought about it, uh, and uh, but I did have sympathy for you, so I'll yeah. leave it up to you. There are no bathrooms on the buses. We had those removed. There's, yeah, yeah, there's no bathrooms. That's bathroom. fine. They're school buses. They're creepers. Huh? Yeah, they're creeper yeah. buses. I'll be, I'm going to be at the conference hotel. i got to work this yeah. out with Chad and stuff still about the details of, of how setup is going to go on Wednesday, but basically... Most of you guys are going to be setting up already over at, at Northern Brewer while oh, I'm while I'm at the governing committee thing. Oh, great. And then I was going to get out of there early enough and shoot over to, to, to help finish setup, but somebody has to be there to help board the buses. Sam. And I'm already there, so it'll mm-hmm. probably... Well, I need a couple people. I think oh. there's two or three buses. Um, so I, I'll work it out. Maybe I'll have Terrence the Black help me do it or something. Maybe Grams will do it. because uh, Well, the second bus is... So. You probably want to be on the first bus. Right, early bus. And maybe somebody else could take. Oh over. yeah, I'm on the early bus. The yeah. second bus, uh, Northern Brewers taking, oh, taking care, care of. Okay. The second buses oh. that leave at seven o'clock or seven fifteen, oh. Northern Brewer has uh, oh. Jake's going to stay. That makes sense and take care of that. So Terrence knows he has to ride in the back of the bus, right? Yeah, he knows. Oh. We well, we you know. Well, I'll be on that. We bus. didn't talk about it, but it, oh. he knows. Okay. He better know. Yeah, I think it's in his jeans. <laughs> he better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's going to be a good time. Uh, so you should have gotten that email from me already. If you haven't received an email from me and you did purchase tickets, better Thank let you. me know. Thank you for your money. Pretty quick. Uh, so I can get you on the list and make sure that we straighten all that out. All right. Uh, we're also going to be doing some broadcasts from the NHC. Uh, I'm told that this year I have an internet connection all the way through. Oh, live then. So I hope that's true. I've been asking for that for five years now and it usually just depends on the hotel wanting to charge 600 bucks a day for an internet and the AHA picking it up yeah now that you're on the governor board they felt compelled i guess you got the power i think it just happens that everybody has internet at this hotel (laughs) they couldn't cut you off they try (laughs) yeah i think that's what happened yeah i think it's just internet everywhere or something maybe they did work it into the package i don't know i just was told that we have it so I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're doing live Brew Strong and Can You Brew It. Um, That will be one of them on Friday and one of them on Saturday from 3 to 4. What is that, central time out there? Yeah. Yeah. 3 to 4 central, um, both on on Friday and Saturday. And then um, on Friday night, we'll be doing the session live from Club Night. Okay. That's Friday night, right? Right. Yes. I don't know the exact time yet, but I'll post that on the web. So, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to bring I'm going to try to do webcam of all of it too. Great. I'm bringing the equipment to do the webcam. Wow. So, assuming that this internet connection is good enough, we're really bringing it home to you this yeah. year. Um when are we doing lunch meet live from there? Um I don't know, I'll have to refer to the schedule. Okay. <laughs> and see what it says. Thursday at 2 a.m. It, it was Monday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that it will be Monday afternoon. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll have I'll a meet bur- you in the lobby. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I was thinking Friday night we could have Brewing TV on our TV. Oh, we should. Yeah. That would be... Yeah. Only appropriate. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll get those guys uh, on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so live from club night and then of course the award ceremony on Saturday night, as always, we'll be streaming those to you live. And again, if all of the, the video has worked throughout the week, I will run video of that too. So you can, so you can see the brewing network win club of the year. Yes. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I hope they brought a sturdy stage. 
because <laughs> there's a lot of BNers in well, that some room. Well, new ones, too, that just recently decided to be BNers come up there, too. Sure. <laughs> I'll just invite, I don't even give a shit. I'll invite everybody up there. You don't have, yeah. you could be a BNer for like an hour, and you're, <laughs> yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you're as good as anybody else. It's gold, baby. You know? Well, there is the new award, the Gambrinus Cup. Oh, there is? Yeah. What is that? It is, uh, if I understand it properly, it's the, uh, it's like, it's like the Ninkasi for the Brew Clubs, for Home Brew of the Year. Okay. For Brew Club of the Year. So it's, I think it's the total amount of members that get into the second round divided by how many club members entered. Oh. So it's like who has the best, who has the most beers that medal in the club or something like that. I see. Highest per- winning percentage kind of thing. Yeah, so, exactly. Something yeah. like that. I don't know yeah. how they do it, but. It seems to me that that would very often be the same club as Club of the Year. Could be. Well, I mean, Club of the Year enters lots of different beers, and may, it's their winning percentage. If it was really good, it would. You know, they could do that. But it's it's really about the club that you know enters t- uh, twelve beers in the first round, six advance, and four get medals. It's kind of that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and if, if you think about it, the the Club of the Year is you know you got your Jamil Club. Right, your Gordon Strong Club. <laughs> Those are really the two clubs that kind of are going back and forth. They the control last few everything, years. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, of course, and now the only one left is the Gordon Club. Is the Gordon Club right? Yeah. So uh, you take it, kind of takes that factor out of it and brings it a little down to earth, more attainable for uh, us younger clubs. I see. I think. Well, I'm hoping. Yeah. I am hoping because I I'm just looking forward to the celebration on stage and, and getting it's, everybody up there at once. Yeah, so one chance in three. I mean, probably better. I think uh, they got so many beers in there. So can we pick? Can we pick up Charlie and put him up on our shoulders? Like I think like all, you do, bet, like all you bets are him? off. Whatever Charlie can. Yeah, he might be have to run run around and catch him, but. Uh. Boy, is he going to hate the Brewing Network. Every year it gets oh, worse yeah, for that yeah, poor man. Your, like, yeah. what happened last year? He got kissed or something yeah. by a BNer. And yeah. We need to get some silly string. <laughs> Ten years from now, we'll have Charlie, like, tied to the rafters. <laughs> Tarring and, and feathering and him. <laughs> All out of, not, it's because we yeah, love you, Charlie. Right. We just, we'll, we'll mash him over the audience. Everybody like, <laughs> yeah, we'll crowd, we'll crowd surf him. I'll oh, be great. Just go up and silly string him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. So pay attention to the website and the Twitter and the Facebook. Facebook. Uh, and I'll let you know about showtimes and airing and all that. Um, you can go to justin.tv slash brewing network right now and watch the webcam. And that'll be the same place that you go um, to, to, to watch the camera throughout the week. I think John Foster uh, over at Beer School is uh, bringing you video of the anniversary party. Oh, He is. So. I talked to him. Yesterday. Yeah. So he's coming out bringing his equipment and yeah. he will be streaming the anniversary party for you. All his packages. So you'll get to see us having a great time and wondering why you were too stupid to make your vacation plans to go to BNA5 NHC. That's what that's what that camera will be showing you. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh all right, so another important announcement uh, that Shat just made me aware of today. Do it. Is it over on um homebrewersassociation.org you know the official AHA website Love that it. fancy new website they have it's very nice yeah it's part of the craft they, beer thing they do a brewer of the week oh, every yeah. week yeah. and it's a BNR this week really yeah. Mike Brown right. and he shows up in his BN Army hop grenade uniform that a boy right there on the page Mike Brown from Linwood Washington his homebrew club is the Cascade Brewers Guild and the Washington Homebrewers Association. Been brewing since 99. You can go read all about them at uh, homebrewersassociation.org. I think that's cool. He's up there in the Hopkins. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Showing his colors. 
We've talked with him before. I've met so. yeah, him several times. I think so, yeah. Yeah, him and his brother went to uh, Budweiser and brewed a beer. That's right. There's and a blog about exactly. that. Exactly. On the BN Army blog, there's a, uh, from these guys when they went there and brewed with Anheuser-Busch. So I thought that was cool. Congratulations to Mike Brown for making it up on the site, being Home Brewer of the Week. We should have Douche of the Week on our site. <laughs> like the same... You know, a little picture of somebody. It just beat Doc the whole time. Every week. Doc's not here again. Oh, this that's week. what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't alternate between Doc and Sam. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We kind of go alike, back and forth. Really. Occasionally, there'd be another BNer in there. All right. So, what else? Uh, you know, merch in the store and all that stuff. T-shirts, stickers, <laughs> blah, books. Blah, blah. Yeah. The the BN iPhone app you can get in the store, and uh, that allows you to listen live. Will it work with iPhone 4? Because I'm going to get it. Are you? You oh, excited about that? Pumped. <laughs> Thought about getting a Mac last week because of the way this laptop keeps crashing with the video. Yeah. But luckily, uh, Push is coming through with a loaner. So that's what we're going to run the video on at NHC. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's a little more reliable. And he, he saved me the 1400 bucks. those stupid things are. Wow. Volkswagens, <laughs> Macs. What's happening to you? Yeah. Well, I know, but I didn't get it. That's why. <laughs> but I didn't get it. Yeah, we know which way you're leaning for yeah. sure. Yeah. You thought, you know, I want to get one too. I want to get rid of this stupid garbage. Yeah, there's only so many blue screens of death you can take while watching <laughs> porn. You know, you're like you're just about to finish, one, two, and one, then, two. and then you got to imagine the rest of the eight seconds. Well, that's why I just save a lot I of them. Know that woman, you do. So I go, Damn it! And I can just get into the thing. <laughs> you just open media player. <laughs> yeah, like that way. Well, I'm more of a GLC guy, or VLC guy, but you know. Max, so your porn won't crash. <laughs> That's, right. That's their motto, right? Really? I, I think be. so. That was their original motto, yeah. and then Jobs was like, eh, I don't really think that's appropriate. Max, helping you finish yeah. since 1985. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks to Push for saving me some dough, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get some reliable video while we're out there. Subscribe and join the BN Army. It enters you into the More Beer Donation Giveaway. More Beer is the sponsor of the session. We'd like to thank them very much. You can go over to morebeer.com and check out everything they have to offer, including uh, funny pictures of their employees up there. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, so if, you, so if you are a recurring donor, you're automatically entered into our monthly donation giveaway. Uh, this month, we're doing either a... Crush a do mill. What do you guys call that thing? Crush a do. You call it has some funky name. <laughs> the grain gobbler. The grain gobbler. Because it gobbles grain. <laughs> so we're either doing a grain gobbler or a uh, an automatic uh, float switch. Crush a do. Crush a do. Yeah. Right. Right. Those are our two options. That's it. So we got to figure that out, Float's and we'll be right. doing that. Uh, I think when we come back uh, from the break, uh, from 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 NHC, from that break. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Like I said, go over to twitter.com slash brewing network and Facebook. Facebook. And you can find all this information over there. Shat, do you have announcements for I us? I do. All right. I Just a few. Okay. Shat's announcements are brought to you today by White Labs Yeast. You can go to whitelabsyeast.com. They will be at BNA5 partying with us and Ooh, NHC. <laughs> so say thank you to the Whites for all their support of the BN. Yep. They're, they're our, one of our earliest sponsors along with more beer. All right, Chef. All right. Well, of course, we have the uh, BNA5 going on with Northern Brewer uh, for their 17th. So uh, if you can make it out on Tuesday, um, we'll see you all there. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, I'm sorry. I'll be there Tuesday. Uh, Right. 
Uh, then, of course, is the uh, conference going on all the rest of the week, and I'm looking forward to club night and pro night. And it looks like we've got uh, quite a few breweries showing up and clubs showing up, so looking forward to it all. And then uh, the 2010 Australian ESB Challenge Cup is taking place. Uh, whoever wins that gets to go brew at the Lord Nelson. And uh, I actually looked this up, and it looks like a really cool old brewery. It's been there a very long time. So you can check out all the details at AussieHomeBrewer.com. Uh, a couple AHA rallies and club-only comps coming up on the 29th of July, Boston Beer Company. Go out and uh, support the AHA in Boston Beer. On the 30th of July, Goose Island Beer Company in Chicago. Uh, and then there's a couple more in August. Uh, one coming up on the 7th of August, Natty Greens Brewing in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, AHA club-only comps coming up is August 1st. There is Meads. And uh, September 9th is Sour Ale, Sour and Wild Ales. And then, of course, the 6th Annual More Beer Forum Competition. Entry deadline is the 14th of August, so get those beers ready. Judging will take place on the 28th. That's all I got. All right. Thank you to White Labs for bringing us Shat's announcements. I do have one more thing to add and and make sure we talk about it thoroughly. Uh, The 23rd Annual SoCal Regional Homebrew Championship. Now, this has been a competition that we promote every year. Uh, I've been a sponsor of theirs. And uh, it is upon us again. I'm getting you the information uh, slightly late, um, but you still have plenty of time to get in a beer. Uh, this is one of the best competitions that we have in California, and they've been growing it over the years, um, in no small part due to you BNers entering. So uh, I'd like to see you guys do it again, the 23rd Annual SoCal Regional Homebrew Championship. Uh, it'll, it'll take place on July 17th and 18th, um, and that's at Main Street Brewery in Corona, California. Uh, entry due date, uh, drop off by the close of business July 2nd. Um, so, so it's coming up. You got to get to Bruin and then get your drop offs there by July 2nd. More beer in Concord, as always, is a drop off point, but you need to have your entries there by June 26th. Mailed entries must be received by July 1st. Um, so you guys need to, uh, get to Bruin and get your beer over there. The More Beer down in Riverside is also a drop-off point, as well as the Concord More Beer up here. Uh, it is an AHA BJCP-sanctioned event. Um, all BJCP-style categories will be accepted, um, so you can enter everything. And it's six bucks an entry. You uh, send two beers, uh, two bottles uh, of, of your beer with that. Six bucks an entry. Just use the AHA-sanctioned uh, entry form. Um, and that's how you get to it. Uh, InlandEmpireBrewers.com. All one word. InlandEmpireBrewers.com is where you go get all this information. And um, check it out. We've, we've done real well in this competition in the past. In fact, I think we've won Best of Show last I year. I think so, right? A lot of medals, yeah. Um, so check it out and enter that competition. You'll hear more reminders about it from me. Bub, what's happening, man? Dude, I'm totally freaking stoked. <laughs> I'm excited that we get to see Bub again because when it's far away from Bub, he doesn't make it anymore. But uh, home sweet home for you. How, how close I, is it? Uh, five hours. <laughs> it's close enough for Bub. <laughs> That's right. Now, uh, are you yeah. staying the whole week or are you just going to the party? No, I'm just going to the party. I got other obligations, you know, like what? work and shit. You do. Yeah, I see. Boo. All right. Totally sucks. If I didn't, I totally, I'd be sleeping on a couch somewhere. If you've never met Boob, he's really easy to recognize. He's the only one shorter than Doc in the room. Not, uh, no, no. <laughs> Usually Pete the Dink is shorter than me. Oh, right. 
Is so Pete he going? Won't be there. Yeah. I don't know. I have no I'm, idea. I'm not sure if he's going. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's going to be a good time. We got a lot of beer. Paxton food. Um, I was talking to him about the brats. He's like, he's making beer mustard and a bunch of shit like that for it. It's going to be good. Cooking them in beer. Good stuff. It'll be fun. Bring Beano. Yeah, a lot of yeah, Beano. Fuck it. Don't. Just just for any of the beer conferences, seriously. <laughs> like the first one I ever went to, the first meal they served was split pea soup. Nice. And they just set the bar. That just sounds gross. Add beer to that. <laughs> Oh, it does get stanky, like oh especially God, in the Friday hospitality suite. No. Oh, and yeah. and at the at club night, no. club night on Friday is a stinky place to be. Oh, what? Oh. A, it's crop dusting right and left. It's just everybody's letting go. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. What adult eats split pea soup still? Like not like over seventy. Oh, uh, a lot of a lot of home brewers, I guess, if that's what they were serving out there. I ate it, dude. I was gonna. I, you got to fight fire with fire, baby. You know somebody's eating it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Get even. You know, I think that put up your cocoon. I think that everybody else, nobody else is going to take Beano, so you shouldn't either. You should just, you know, try to one up them. Right. Yeah. Well, well you, you try and pass it out to everybody else, and then you keep your, you know, your oh, cloud around you. Beer. <laughs> it's like a force field, dude. I want to see Bevo bringing it strong in there, fighting back. Oh, I don't think you do actually. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. Oh man. Nasty. I might wear a face mask this year. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm starting, <laughs> I'm starting to gag. Why are you wearing a mask? <laughs> yeah. Let's get you gas don't smell masks. Yeah. Let's go to the Army surplus and grab like five That'd gas masks. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah. We should. Uh, we have time. Yeah, that's great. Once the thing gets underway and gets late on Friday night, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. To Need a gas out. mask, man. Nah. You gotta get the one with the drinking straw in it, though, dude. <laughs> that's true. It will be tough to drink with a gas mask. Drinking beer through a straw all night. Perfect. Great. Well, Boob, I'm looking forward to seeing you. It's going to be a good time. Totally looking forward to it, and uh, I will be uh, pantsless most of the time. So. Very good. I expect nothing I'll be less. Really easy to recognize there. I'll look like the girl. <laughs> right. All right. We'll see you there. All right. Bye. Later. There you go, Boob. Come on out and meet Boob if you never have before. He's a fun guy yeah. to hang out with. That's a treat. All right. I need to do feedback real quick, and there's not too much of it, so I think we're in good shape. Uh, feedback's brought to you today by Williams Brewing Company. Go to williamsbrewing.com and check out everything you need for your home brewing somethings. Needs. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right. What do I have here? I have a correction. Love these correction emails. Oh, good. Mark from the UK wrote in. Uh, he says, hey, uh, listening to the podcast uh, last Sunday's session, uh, and the guy from the Maltose Falcons, uh, which was Drew Beecham, by the way, has just said that as far as he knows, the Maltose Falcons are the oldest homebrewing club in the world, dating back to 1974. Yeah. I think I can disprove that. Durden Park Beer Circle, based in London, first came together in 1971. Oh. Three years before the, Mal- the Maltose Falcons. Oh. Call Ripley. Uh, you can go to durdenparkbeer.org.uk and uh, investigate for yourself, but it does appear that they were founded in 71, and they are homebrewers. So, snatching back the record for England, he says. A bit of trivia that I thought you might find interesting. Yeah, that makes it a 1-1 one, one tie. Right. Well, you can uh, rub it in when you come to your colonies. Oh, wait. Those are gone, aren't they? You want to go back a while? I've only recently discovered the BN, but becoming a big fan. Keep up the good work. Cheers from Mark. Cheers back, Mark. Uh, JP sent me more JP feedback. I get it. This week. I get feedback, baby. Brew poop. Brew coop. 
Well, wrote in. This is boop poop now. <laughs> yeah. JP, the last Sunday session was not the same without you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We missed having you. You are awesome. Even if you were snotty and whatnot, the benefit of having you there would have by far outweighed the sounds. Please come back soon. From Brew Coop. Oh, see how touching that was? <laughs> and it only cost me $10. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did this uh, did this bit of flattery make you feel better? Did, you, did your sniffles go away after you read this? No, they didn't. In they fact, didn't. they got a little worse. Uh, yeah. I missed having you on too, JP. It's not as funny around here without you. I don't believe it. So try not to, <laughs> so try not to fuck up and miss anymore, all right? Yeah, well, I almost didn't come in today. That would suck. Brew Dudes, firstly, thanks again for the constant asshattery and occasional tidbits of knowledge. Without you, the homebrewing world would likely crumble into a sea of class and good manners. Hey, wait a second. What? A couple of quick requests, recommendations. One, it might be a good idea to have a volunteer correspondent or two in a couple of other brewing hotspots around the country. Tried it. You have listeners across the map, (laughs) and it might benefit your show. And its listeners have some uh, report. They can report local happenings similar to the way you clowns talk about your Cali stuff all the time. I'd volunteer myself for Colorado news updates if you like the idea. Yeah, we did try this a little bit. And... Do, we, do we care what Colorado's doing? <laughs> yeah, one part really. is that we're we're California douchebags exactly. and we don't care all that much. No. So that's the one part. We're like Washington, D.C. in that regard. We're not really part of the union. Right. But, uh, you know. but at least we're honest about that. Yeah. The other and and actually more important thing is I'm just real picky, and a lot of you guys suck at reporting things. Was that a Muppet, jo- Muppet uh, voice? I'm just real picky. I'm real picky. Uh, so, you know, yeah. you guys, it, it, it gets real wordy and dull and... I don't even want to listen to myself, never mind you. Yeah, it turns into like a creative writing class. <laughs> right. The rain is at a 45 degree angle, shimmering on the sunlight. I think they're more likely to be better than us. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> well, you know, they could send in a tape and we know, right? Like, yeah, if you want to send in samples, uh, I'd be happy to listen to them and make fun of you on the air. <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> I think that would be a good way to weed out the good from the bad. Yeah. We could have like an American Idol uh, for for homebrew uh, reporters. Yeah, nice. And you can send in you know your tapes, and we will critique you. We'll create some finalists, and uh, yeah, and then we'll have a a they vote. do a live read. Uh, we'll pick our four popular. Yeah, and they yeah. text do in a to live vote. Read right. We can all have to set up a text voting system. Right, right, yeah, right, right. and um, yeah, and then we'll have a report off. This yeah. is a recipe for disaster. I know. It's a terrible yeah. choice. This is why I like it a lot. Yeah. You know I what think else we're going to do this. You know what else is? Is your egg and same sperm, okay? <laughs> also a recipe for disaster. Wow. I would agree with that. Mostly for, for, for Sam's part, though, not your. I'm sure your eggs are lovely, Bebo. Thank you, I guess. Yeah, they're probably... Well, never <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Let's, so let's do that. Send us in some audition tapes. It's the start of festival season, isn't it? Yeah. So get yourself a, a, a recording device and uh, send in some tapes. We'll do this. Let's do it. We'll have to come up with a name for this. And uh, I think it could be a lot of fun. All right. Yes. Bevo will if be they're like interesting the, and funny. Bevo will be the Paula Abdul of the judging panel. Mm. She'll be high and stupid most of the time. <laughs> and crying a lot. <laughs> it's, you touched my heart. Oh, God. Can you talk about that Hefeweizen again? No. I hate you guys. Huh? 
number why. two, his other request. Keeping with the Colorado pitch, when the fuck Ugh. are you pricks going to get Peter Bukart on for an interview? I've had the distinct privilege of talking with Peter on multiple occasions mm-hmm. and listening to him preach on both high I level and technical detail of his experiences <laughs> and expertise, Peter. blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I've, you know, I've contacted Peter in the past and... Um, we would exchange a couple emails and, and begin to, to work out a date, and then uh, oh, one of us would fall off the face of the earth. It happens. Uh, so, I don't know. I'll try again. Yeah. Uh, Chad, we can try again, I'm sure. Peter would be great to have on the program. Nice sure. guy. I like the Foreigners, you know? It's a good band. Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, three, JP is a perpetual fountain of douchery. Yep. Period. Especially when I pee. And that's from Brian in Boulder. All right, what else do I have here? Oh, and then a question, I think. Hey, you no-talent ass clowns. A quick question for you. I've been brewing for six months now, and uh, but I've never bottled a beer. I jumped right into kegging. I'm now going to bottle a batch, so here's my question. Should I crash chill my beer before transferring it to the bottling bucket or just transfer it warm? Any feedback or advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks in advance, and suck it, JP. That's from Brainerd. So do you have to crash before you transfer to your bottling bucket? What do you think, guys? I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Would Why? You, would you lose too much yeast that way? No, there's still going to be plenty of suspension. Plenty of suspension yeah. to do the bottle conditioning. Um, just to, to separate the sediment up, because especially when you're transferring, uh, you're going to get kind of uh, uh, more concentration of, of trube and stuff at the bottom, but may not be compact. And you want to try to get as much beer off as possible. So if you compact all that yeast in the tube to kind of sandwich it, you'll get a little more clear beer out of there. Um, so it's just a way to get a more clear beer. Okay. All right. Now, it's not going to kill anything if he does Absolutely himself, right? Not. So no. if you'll he gets just have lazy, a little more or... sediment in the bottle, and that's fine too. Okay. All right. Very good. There you go. That's uh, for Brainerd. Yeah. So you don't have to. It'll help. Okay. And last one just came in from Push. I guess it's some feedback that that Push got. Uh, dear Pushy, I, I don't know if you use Windows Sound Recorder or just a speak and spell, but tell Jay to get a real production company. Anything oh. would be better than the crap you put out. Although after hearing Mrs. Push had twins, I assume you can put out once in a while. Or maybe that was JP pinch hitting. What? From Angry Jay-Z. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> angry Jay-Z? Wow, he was angry today. <laughs> Pretty shitty. I don't even understand it. He's saying he sucks, JP. Oh. Push does? <laughs> Yes, I don't get it. This production sucks. It's convoluted wording. No. It's angry Jay-Z for you. All right, thanks to Williams Brewing Company, our sponsor uh, for the feedback segment today. And a, a longtime sponsor. Good guys over there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Mark Stutrud from Summit Brewing Company will be on the program. And we're going to be talking to him about the Minnesota beer scene. Uh, how we founded a brewery back in the day, and uh, maybe get a little insight into the NHC. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. I've been brewing since 
17 years. I was kind of shocked to see that number. Don't do the math on my age. This month, More Beer wants you to meet Chris Graham. I started when I was in college, and I just fell in love with it. Partner, Chief Operating Officer, and Certified Beer Geek. I have just a ton of passion for homebrewing. I think it's such a creative outlet, both ingredients and art and process and technical equipment. Chris is here to tell us about life at More Beer. What I love about working at More Beer is the people. Their passion, their passion for products, innovating new products, looking at pro brewers, how they do it, or just seeing an opportunity and saying, hey, we should make that. And then carrying over to teaching people, and and that's another part of our passion, so that they can make the best beer possible. Now, how about this month's specials? Five of my favorite things to brew with right now are the digital refractometer. It makes taking samples so much faster than a regular hydrometer. The Scotch Ale, because it's just an amazing multi-beer, especially if you let it age. The gas and beer quick disconnect sets. It makes setting up a kegerator so much faster. And my 1000 Brewing Sculpture. It's fast, clean and easy to brew on. And then there's the Grand Box. This is a box they named after me, and it makes me feel uncomfortable. Gotta have it. Get to know Chris this month at morebeer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's up, BN Army? Jake and Mike here from Brewing TV. Brewing TV is homebrew culture in video. Asking the big questions. Who and why? We leave the how to the tubby know-it-alls. Check us out at brewingtv.com. The first webisode drops May 7th. Like Crosley's pants in a Louisiana jail cell. This is www.thebrewingnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time.
right, welcome back to the program. Uh, it's the session, of course, and joining us on the session today is NHC keynote speaker and Summit Brewing Company founder, Mark Stutrud. Mark, you on the line? Yes, I am. Here I am. All right, beautiful. Hey, nice to have you on the show. Thanks for taking time with us. Well, not a problem. Uh, it's a pleasure being with you. You got a busy week ahead of you, I'm sure, with all of us coming to your neighborhood. Well, in, in spite of all of that, I still have to get to the brewery and get all my other stuff done. And uh, but generally speaking, it will be a um, a little bit more intense than usual. You mean to tell me that running a brewery is actually a real job, Mark? You have to show up at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is kind of that business aspect to it. <laughs> I see. That's a drag. I'm sorry about that. I mean, you should should have stuck to oh, home no. brewing. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know. Um, and once you cross the line, yeah. I mean, you can always be a home brewer, have a day job, and maybe uh, start out in the garage and sell some. Uh, but, you know, like, uh, for example, there's Fulton Brewing Company that just started up in South Minneapolis for friends or home brewers. They're doing some contracting with a little small brewery in Wisconsin, and I've known these guys for a few years, and... You know, I just had to say to a couple of them, say, well, you know, eventually you you, you either, you have to make the choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you just can't do a brewery halfway. Right. So how did you make the choice? Uh, we can talk a little about the history of Summit here straight away, because sure. you, you started a brewery there in, in St. Paul at a time when there was no breweries, right? Well, uh, in St. Paul, actually, there are two big breweries. There was Schmidt uh, Brewing Company, which was a part of Heilman. Okay. Uh, that brewery had a capacity uh, of a couple of million barrels a year, and they were doing, oh, probably a little bit more than half of that. And then there was also Stroh's oh, yeah. in town. Uh, and then also 90 miles away uh, was Leinenkugels in uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And then southwest of uh, St. Paul is New Ulm, where Shells has been for 150 years. Okay. Yeah, so there certainly were breweries around, but, uh, you know, the Twin Cities, you know, at one time, um, you know, they, they, they were a very strong rival to Milwaukee. Uh, to where, um, you know, the uh, Twin Cities uh, cranked out a lot of barrels. But certainly, uh, we were we were sodbusters and we were pioneers in this area. There's no question about that. Okay. So we, we were the first um, uh, small brewery to emerge in this area. And um, so I, I, I started doing research going back to 1982. Um Got more serious in '83, and then I, um, right at the uh, end of '83, was when I uh, left a job. I'd been working in a major uh, hospital here in the Twin Cities area. Okay, and you just went for it. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, I had about uh, a little bit over two years of part-time feasibility study. Okay. Before I went for it. All right. And and that included uh, spending a lot of time. All my vacation time for two years was spent at breweries. Could have been Red Hook, the original one in uh, Ballard in Seattle in the Ballard neighborhood. Uh, spent time with uh, Bill Newman in Albany, New York. Um, spend time with him. I would uh, do a lot of traveling. 
Of course, back in 1983, 84, well, 82, 83, 84, market research is a little bit more simplified because at that time there were only about nine small breweries in the U.S. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a different landscape than it is today. So how did you get into good beer? Because it sounds to me like you were surrounded by, um, well, you know, yellow fizzy beer. Um, Well, I mean, there are certainly big brewers around, there's no question. Um, I, I was a home brewer. Um, you know, I started home brewing uh, in '79, and um, but you know, basically, I was kind of off off the edge. Where when I would do home brewing, I would be into um, imperial stouts, barley wines, you know, something a little bit off the chart, higher alcoholic stuff that I probably should have laid down longer than I had. <laughs> um, and so when it, when it came to, um, you know, I mean, certainly I could, I could enjoy an anchor steam in this neck of the woods here in Nevada. I had not gotten into the marketplaces yet, but, um, okay. You know, but home brewing really was a, uh, it, it definitely was uh, the uh, seed that was going to germinate over time. Because through that hobby, and I, I started to really get serious about studying the process of brewing. Okay. And through that, I started to meet a couple of brewmasters in the area, and albeit, although they work for large breweries, um, these guys knew their stuff. Mm-hmm. And all through, also through uh, being a home brewer and be a part of AHA, was what it was called at that time, and uh, it's now a part of the uh, Brewers Association, but yeah. that's when I started to read about some of these brave souls that ventured out and in... Um, in starting small breweries. Okay. So that that certainly was a seed. Now, you know, I mean, my background was um, suspect because, uh, you know, first of all, I grew up in North Dakota. I'm not a native Minnesotan. I grew up in the Red River Valley area, which is eastern North Dakota, which is barley country. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a product of a couple of Norwegian homesteaders. My father was a uh, first-generation Norwegian. In fact, his first language was Norwegian before he went to grammar school or grade school. And... um, um, this is all sounding very suspect, Mark. You might be a terrorist. It is. It is. Yeah. But, oh, well, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> coming from the University of North Dakota in 1980 with a degree in social work and being trained in family therapy, and I actually specialized in in uh, adolescent chemical dependency, substance abuse, and addiction. Okay. Uh, that's a perfect show so, for you, then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got a whole lot of work know, to do so, in here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I talk uh, with uh, we'll entrepreneurship uh, classes and that sort of thing, and when I say, you know, really, if you put your mind to it, damn near anything is possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's sometimes I really have to pinch myself because um, back in 1983, I had a choice of um, going back to graduate school and uh, going into private practice. I thought about medical school. But starting a brewery was literally nothing but a fantasy. Okay. Interesting. um, Yeah, yeah. So 
fortunate enough to uh, to make friends with uh, a couple of master brewers who literally took me under their wing and uh, started learning the uh, the trade. And I thought, you know, well, as as long as I stay focused on the technical side, uh, I don't need to worry about the money. But I ended up having to doing the, having to do the financing as well. Mm. That's tough stuff. Yeah. That's the hard part. <laughs> so what, uh, Mark, uh, hi, this is Tasty. What uh, what size brew house did you uh, start out with? Oh God, we had a beautiful little brew house. It was a. Um, Oh shit! This thing was a honey. Oops, I said that, didn't I? You're all right. Um, you can't say honey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you say fucking honey. I can't say honey. Yeah. I'll, I'll remind myself of that. Yeah. Um, the brew house that we started with was uh, fabricated in 1938. It was oh. uh, built in Ulm, Bavaria, and it was a two-vessel, 30 hectoliter system. Uh, the um, bottoms of the vessels were iron with copper domes. So it had a kettle that you would mash into, and then you'd pump that up to the louder, and then you'd louder back by gravity into the kettle. And this iron vessel, very unique, very old-fashioned. The sugars from the words would, as they would caramelize, they would actually condition the metal. Hmm. So over time and over use, you get this protective patina on the inside of this iron, and it was really, really a beautiful little vessel. It meant that you'd have to get inside and carefully hand clean it with a brush with light caustic. So whenever we cleaned the copper domes, you know, with bullfrog, and which is an old-fashioned recipe of diatomaceous earth, yeast, and phosphoric acid, mm. you'd always have to be very careful when you're polishing that copper that it wouldn't go inside the, the uh, kettle because the acid mm. would strip away the conditioning. Wow. That's what we started out with. So, you know, and, and, and it was originally direct-fired in Germany, but then we retrofitted it to where it had a little stainless steel percolator or a little extended donut-shaped um, heat exchanger. We would use that for the boil, and also uh, we had a copper ring that we installed low to the bottom for mashing. And um, so uh, effectively, we got about 25 barrels per brew out of that. Wow. And, uh at, at the original location, we added a mash vessel later on, but at the original location on University Avenue in St. Paul, we, we ended up getting about 34,000 barrels of beer a year out of that. Wow. That's a lot. Sounds like a cool system. Now, what did you, oh, fer- it, yeah. what did you ferment in then? Was there a lot much well, available in terms uh, of uh, brewing equipment? No, all of the FVs that we used um, were custom fabricated. I see. Uh, 90 miles uh, northwest of the cities is a, um, uh, a stainless steel fabricator by the name of DCI. And way back in the 50s, they started out uh, in the dairy industry. And DCI is one of the best uh, tank fabricators in, in 
well, I, I would even say venture to say in the world. Wow. Um, they've done tanks for uh, other breweries, large, small, whether or not it's for Sierra Nevada or Anchor or other folks. They also do, uh, it's all food grade or pharmaceutical. Um, so I had enough money, you know, in, in the startup to where, you know, we found this little gem of a two-vessel brew house that we were able to pull out of Heimertingen, which is uh, not too far from Stuttgart. So we brought in this cool little uh, brew house, but then we coupled that with uh, custom-fabricated uh, uh, tanks that, that were designed to hold two brews. And they were, they were all jacketed and, and zoned, and they were also pressure vessels because since day one, the way that we carbonate our beer is by bunging, which is we capture the CO2 that's produced toward the end of the, of the fermentation cycle to carbonate our beer. You probably had to sign an agreement from the German you bought the system from that you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, you, you know, must that, that, that brew house was so classical that if I had had to sign an agreement, yeah. they would have said, first you start in open tanks. <laughs> yeah. Then you go to the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> das ist good system. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hit the bong very hard. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> what, was your, uh, what was your flagship beer, and, and how well was that received at a time like you're describing to us. It's called World yeah. Conquest. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> right. Well, and, and you know, you, you got to remember that, you know, in the upper Midwest here, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's pretty conservative. Uh, and um, things change, but they change over time. Uh, we started with uh, our first beer was our Summit Extra Pale Ale. Uh, and it had, uh, you know, bittering units of, uh, you know, 45 IBUs, which mm -hmm. was up there. Uh, going back, I mean, we started selling this beer in 1986. Okay. And the, and the second beer after three months was we came out with a porter. And a few months after, the, after that, we came out with a Christmas ale, you know, which transformed into our winter ale. We quickly figured out that... Um, you know, even though it was a winter warmer style, very classic English in terms of its flavor profile, by calling it a Christmas ale, the um, the time frame of selling the beer was really shortened because by Valentine's Day, people weren't really thinking about Christmas. But up here, it sure as heck is winter. Right, it's, it's winter into into April mm -hmm. some some years. Okay. Um, so we came out with our, our first three beers were really quite aggressive, and um, we used uh, yeast strains from the National Collection of uh, Yeast Cultures in Norwich, England. You know, back then in the day, you know, White Labs, other folks, uh, you know, Siebel, their lab, they had some ale strains and a lot of lager strains. But we, we really wanted to dial in on the... English tradition of flavor profiles. So, you know, believe me, when we came out with this beer um, uh, back in 86, we would be sitting in some pubs and talking about the beer with some of the bartenders and staff. And, you know, and like, you know, every once in a while, you know, hops are 
compared to as being a spice in beer. Yeah. And a bartender would say, well, geez, I like pepper, too, but how much can you stand? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I, I'd just say, well, it's according to, to taste. But certainly we, uh, uh, we uh, shocked and confused and uh, satisfied uh, quite a few people, probably yeah. in equal parts. Okay. Was, was that pretty uh, unexpected? Maybe, you know, in an area like that, to have a, a winter beer, you know, I mean, that's got to blow their oh, minds, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Even, even the porter, um, uh, the porter and then a winter beer. Uh, today, the winter ale that we produce is uh, our largest uh, selling seasonal beer. But, yeah, certainly we were very gutsy mm-hmm. when, when, when we came out. And, uh, you know, the landscape was pretty sterile. I mean, back when I was doing market research, uh, Moosehead was the largest selling imported beer in 1985 and 1986. I remember Moosehead. Yeah. My dad used to drink that stuff. Yeah. I would drink it. I drank it sometimes (laughs) when I was too young to drink. Green bottles, right? Yeah. When I came out of Mark's uh, counseling class, I used to go grab Moosehead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get your prescripts and you're, (laughs) you're out of there. Right. Well, how do you, you how do you do how do you do market research for uh, in an area that doesn't have a beer like you want you want to make? I mean, how do you make yeah. that is a gutsy decision? How do you talk everyone into doing it, or do you just say we're doing it and you push the pedal to the metal? Well, it was a combination of, of all of it, really. Um, what I did was I canvassed about fifty um, bars and restaurants in the Twin Cities, you know, St. Paul, Minneapolis area. Sounds rough. And, <laughs> and well, it, it was kind of, yeah. because I got thrown out of a couple of places. Wow, really? <laughs> I think you're 45, I'd be using it out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, like, who do you think you are? You're just some kind of a smart ass that's going to do this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to fuck <laughs> things up for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back at, at that time, you know, if if any of these places had maybe an import on draft, like yeah. Bass Ale, ah. or, um, you know, I'm not even counting Moosehead here, but you might run into a couple of places that would have Guinness, and then a smaller number of places that would have Anchor. But a part of it was if they had any kind of imported beer at all, they were on the hit list of where I was going to set up appointments to talk with the owner or at least the general manager mm-hmm. and go through a questionnaire to get a handle of how much beer, and we're talking primarily on draft, they were pouring of all the brands that they had. Okay. And those 50 places that I interviewed was also, you know, my first list of prospective accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where I started. So it was really just a lot of street work and trying to figure out uh, whether or not there would be uh, enough places that could even, you know, that it would be sensible. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, the Twin Cities area has got a pretty solid population base, but once you start, you know, getting out of town, so to speak, <coughs> the rural areas are very price sensitive. They're very conservative again. Mm-hmm. You know, people have been drinking the same brand of beer for decades. Right. Um, so, 
it was it, it, it literally was looking at potential. I mean this this metaphor that I use and why I talked about my grandparents being Norwegian immigrants and all that stuff is it's truly we were sodbusters up here with Summit Brewing Company. I mean you're 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 looking at at this 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 prairie that you're gonna turn over and cultivate and hopefully get something out of you know, out of it through time. Right. Hmm. So so out of those first fifty uh, suspects, uh, we probably got twenty when we opened up the doors. Nice. Okay. And and so that's not too bad. Yeah. But that's when we also found out about the whole distribution aspect because um, people would say, "Well, who's your distributor?" And we'd say, "Well, no, we're." Selling and delivering our own beer. Yeah, because the man, you know, the, the 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 fact was is that back then there wasn't a beer wholesaler that would touch us with a twenty foot pole. <laughs> okay, you know they they thought that we were you know we're just whacked out. <laughs> It'll never and, work. Forty five IBUs. Yeah. It, exactly. You were and like there's a beer there's a beer distributor that was six blocks down from where we started. <laughs> And when we're cutting uh, in troughs in the concrete floor to put in floor drains, and they would, you know, they knew that a brewery was going to go in there, and they were just so damn curious about it. They'd look through the windows and would say, hey, come on in, and they'd just turn around and run, run in the opposite direction. <laughs> wow. Weird guy in there. Yeah. <laughs> man. The crazy man. If I'm you, Mark, no. I'm running around giving out a whole lot of I told you so's. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Just yeah. have your own line of T-shirts. That's that's your next beer. So I, I told you so. That's your anniversary yeah. beer name right there. Suck Done. It. Done. <laughs> yeah, that'll be your title. Man. So if that, that gives you a little bit of picture of the market research, but literally... Well, give you a big picture of the big balls you had to do this whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, that's Uh-oh. a big... I mean... Well, I think we're crossing you, Your market was only 50 tops. I mean, that's uh, that's land. For 25 barrels, that's you know not much. Yeah. That's true. Now, That's true. But, wh- you know, after about, oh, I guess, nine months of self-distribution, and, you know, and when we were working with the independent um, restaurants and, and taverns and bars, and there were people that were just starting to open up and, you know, feature beer a little bit, and then any 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 of these independent joints that would if they were into good comfort food or solid cooking and that sort of thing, there was there was always a direct connection. There was always a, a way to communicate, you know. On so, good beer and good food going together. Yeah. You're damn right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a, obviously you've been a success, but was it a struggle even after you opened? You know, you had those 20 accounts. Was was the beer moving? Did it Did it take a while to get that stuff moving? Well, you know, it was moving in the places that understood what we were all about. Okay. Um, you know, because literally the wait staff, the bartenders, those folks are critical. You know, when you're new, when you're starting up, because they're literally the front line. Because, you know, um, if if someone would walk in and say, "Hey, I read in the newspaper about this new brewery that started up in St. Paul. Uh, I'd like to order one." And then if the if the bartender says it's Bunny Whiz, you know, I mean, the, <laughs> they won't order it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, a lot of time was spent, um, you know, just drinking and communicating and talking about what we were up to. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank God back then we only had about 20 to 50 accounts because, uh, you know, it, it, it's a word of mouth and it's a solid reputation. And then the other thing that... Um, was critical for us is to make sure that the beer was consistent. I mean, we we started test brewing in the first part of July of 1986. We sold our first keg of beer in the end of September of 1986. And that's when we were happy with the flavor profile ourselves. But then after we got up and running, um, one of the things we were really serious about and something that we've been known for is the consistency. Because if somebody ordered that extra pale ale and really liked it, you want to make sure that it's going to be the same experience for them the next time they order it. Yeah. And, and this is one of the most difficult things to do on a small scale is to incorporate consistency from brew to brew. Mm-hmm. Um, Similar in home brewing, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, it, and for example, you know, uh, it, it wasn't when we started up and maybe after we'd been going for about, oh, five, six years, uh, you know, seven or eight, hired a fellow to be a brewer and um, and he was a home brewer and a very accomplished one and you know after working with me for about six months he's starting to get bored and he just didn't have that spirit and I said well hey what's going on here and he says you know for me to make the same beer time and time and time again mm. it just doesn't feel creative anymore yeah. and I said ah but you need to be very creative with your experience and talents to make sure it's the same because the hops, the malt, they change in specification. So you really learn how to hone in on the details to make sure that the beer is consistent. Right. So, all, right. all right. Hey, Mark, I got to take, take a quick break, if that's all right with you. And well, I... It's totally up to you, I'll tell you that. I'm going to take a quick break and pay some bills, and when we come back, I want to talk about the current Minnesota beer scene and this Unchained series of beers that you have. Because Uh talking about your brewers uh, being allowed to be creative, it sounds like you found a, a way for them to do it. Um, you damn right. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, folks. I've got Mark on the line here if you want to talk to him. Uh, he's with Summit Brewing Company, of course. You can call 888-401-BEER or just join Bevo in the chat room, and she'll get your questions to me. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on The Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. 
Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for an economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamil. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. Seven Bridges has the best selection of organic ingredients, including over 27 varieties of organic hops at breworganic.com. Join their mailing list for special deals and regular updates. They've been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for 13 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. And Seven Bridges is the proud host of the fourth annual National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including stainless steel brew kettles and organic brewing ingredients. This year, the challenge will be judged in two locations, on the East Coast at Capital City Brewing in Arlington, Virginia, and on the West Coast at Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California. For complete details, visit breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to great beer and people-friendly business practices. They offer environmentally friendly, fair trade, and fair wage brewing products whenever possible. Seven Bridges, breworganic.com. Ewa, what's your feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. Woo! It's the Brewing Network. 
listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We've got Mark Stuttrud on the line. He's from Summit Brewing Company. He's the founder out there. He's also your keynote speaker at the National Homebrewers Conference next week. So you'll get to hear that. Do you want to practice your speech on us, Mark, so we can tell you if it's any good? I have been for the past half hour, I guess. Yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> yeah. We're warming you up, man. We're good at that. So Good, good. I hope to see you, like, early uh, Friday morning, then. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right, so one thing we were talking about just before the break is creativity in brewing, and it looks like you've come up with a unique way to, to uh, let your brewers loose. You want to tell us about the Unchained series? Oh, certainly. I, it, you know, we have, um, you know, the, the brewery is um, uh, put together with some really great people, and I, I'm blessed to have uh, six great brewers on my staff. And it was last year uh, that our idea management team, which is actually just a group of people that it's equally weighted or represented from all parts of the brewery, whether or not it's sales or administration or packaging or brewing. These folks get together uh, once every few months and they talk about anything from incorporating more green practices to being more efficient to um, new products, what have you. Um, And so it was last uh, summer that the idea management team would say, well, you know, yeah, we see all these brewmaster series or brewers gone wild or whatever it is. Uh, what would happen if we just allowed the brewing staff where individually they would be totally responsible for a beer from beginning to end and let them do this, and then we would only do four brews of it and see what happens. Mm. So it, 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 it's a total risk that way. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and my position is is that you know, with the brewery, my position is that if if they did something illegal, I'm the one that's going to jail. So I would say, make sure it's legal, but you can do whatever you want. <laughs> so so these guys, you know, got together the six of them, and they I don't know, they just drew straws or whatever, but they they got an order put together where individually someone would start and then take it up from there where they started their own program that's why it's called the unchained series because i have no veto power they could walk down to the sales department and say guess what we're going to do this particular style and and the sales team has nothing to say about it wow uh, yeah, so it, it, it's really pretty cool, and, and, and the bottom line is is that, you know, my brewing staff can really demonstrate and illustrate their talents and expertise. Right. And it's really something that they can share, you know, directly with, with our customers. Um, so the first style that the guy selected... And I'm not saying we or me in this case because it's totally their program. The first style that that they came up with um, was a Kolsch. And uh, Mike the Miz Mazurkel, um literally even procured malt from the Cologne region. 
and it was a single hop <laughs> middle fruit beer, and it was and the yeast was a uh, a Kolsch yeast. It was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. The uh, Eric Blumquist came up with his second beer, and the, he and his wife were on a honeymoon in Scotland. He fell in love with wee heavies, so he wanted to do a wee heavy, so he did a 90 shilling with a wild Scottish heather as a part of, I said wee there, but he did. Yeah. He incorporated Scottish heather in the, in the, uh, in the formulation. Interesting. Uh, the, wow. the most recent style, um, Mike Lundell came out with a, um, a hybrid. It was an India rye ale. And he had five different types of rye, malted and not malted in there. Uh, very complex flavor profile, a lot of depth to it, but really hoppy. Um, that one's interesting. The, uh, that, it, 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 yeah, and unfortunately, by the time you guys get up here, it's, it's probably going to be gone. Ah, too bad. Um, Save us some, man. So, yeah, get a growler <laughs> well, for us. <laughs> making me thirsty. We've been out of it at the brewery for oh. two months. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, so... And then the next one that's popping up uh, in mid-July will be a Belgian Golden Ale. Mm. Now, so I've got six brewers. We'll do, or, you know, those guys will do three styles a year. How long they continue this program is totally up to them. Whether or not they bring back any of the styles that they have come up with is totally up to them. Literally, it's their program. So, it, and, and, and in fact, they were involved in the packaging design. That's pretty cool. So yeah, it, that is cool. It, Let them go all the way to it, that detail. Oh, yeah. No, no. So, it, it, it's pretty neat. It's, um, and then they uh, really have a, uh, a lot of fun with it. When we started up uh, with this program and they started taking off, I thought, Boy, after the Kolsch was it just it got rave reviews. Uh, people just loved the beer, um, and and I thought, boy, I wouldn't want to be the second brewer. You start thinking about all the competitive dynamics that can happen in the brew house, right? You know, because a part of my job is to maintain cohesion and camaraderie, <laughs> and yeah. you know, I mean, when five pumps will break down in the same you know day, and everybody's you know, yeah. scattered around trying to get things back up, um, you know, and all whacked out. Well, yeah, you know, it, it, it's actually uh, reinforced their relationships with each other. It's been, it's, it's really a very, very fun and a, a, a real unique program. That's well, great. That's where being a hypnotist comes into, into play. <laughs> Oh, therapist. Therapist. Right. You're that's close. Well, well, I did hypnotherapy. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very, very good point. These aren't the pumps you're looking for. Can you work on JP a little while we're at NHC? Uh, well, I, you know, we can probably schedule some time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Perfect. As long as I can film yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, well, it sounds great. It sounds like you've also maybe opened a can of worms for yourself because as these guys keep trying to up the next beer, uh, I don't know, a year from now, you could be turning out some really crazy stuff. It's totally up to them. Yeah. See, I, that's the beauty of it. I really don't need to worry about it. Right. Oh, that's really great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I wish more well, uh, breweries would do it because, um, 
I think that the the risk involved with producing a beer that doesn't sell is so daunting. I think for a lot of brewers that we don't maybe get to see a lot of brewers uh, really shine through that that homebrew creativity. You know. Well, I, I think there's some truth to that, but at the same time, um, there is really quite an audience of beer drinkers out there today that are much more open to exploration than, say, 24 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, well, and the scene yeah, is ready to try it, too. So yeah. You bet. Yeah. So, you know, so that, that particular part of it is, is, a, is an asset. And we also only do four brews. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, you know, when you put that in the context of our overall production, yeah, it, it really... Um, um, you know, it, 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 it's a risk, but financially or something like that, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, there could be some consequences, but, but you know, one of the things I really like about it is that that individual brewer really, he's hanging it out there. Yeah. You know, that brewer's reputation, so to speak, is out in the public. <laughs> That's true. His, um, you put their name on the bottle and everything, right? On the labels? Oh, you're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they, sign, they sign the label. Right. They're on the packaging. Uh, they're on our website. They're, uh, they're talking about the beer and what they're up to. Yeah. So, you know, the risk, I think, um, you know, really goes back on a very, very personal level. Right, right. Um, and, you know, because it's one thing to sit down with, uh, you know, some friends and let's say you just brewed a batch of a different style that you might think might be pretty unique. And when you're sharing that with friends and family and then you've got your ears open and you're looking for reactions... You know, that, that happens on a certain These guys, they're letting it hang out there because we come out with four brews. You know, so we're talking about 10,000 cases of beer, and that's a lot of impressions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely is, too. A lot of hangovers, too. So now, how many... You guys just opened a, a new brewery uh, recently, right? Uh, how many barrels well, are you doing now? Well, it, it's been 12 years since oh. we moved into the new brewery. Yeah, it, it, it seems... You know, shorter than that. Well, I read um, it on the AHA site. They made it sound like you've got the first new brewery in 75 years in Minnesota, but uh, maybe they're talking true. about the 12 year old brewery, that I guess. That was 12 years ago. Yeah. yeah I we're see. talking about the 12 year old brewery, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we were, we started up essentially in the transmission shop um, in kind of a gritty industrial area in St. Paul. Um, we started up in 7,500 square feet of space were able to acquire the lease of, of a building that wasn't quite adjacent. The two what? buildings were separated by an alley. And um, so we were able to uh, triple our our first footprint there where we started. Okay. Um, and, and, and that's when people thought we were pretty innovative in... <laughs> Because what we did was we just connected the two buildings with stainless steel uh, tubing, 
And when we were filtering, beer would have to pump it anyway, so we just pumped it over to the other building and put all the bright tanks and everything in the in the second building with nice. all the packaging <laughs> and inventory. Yeah. And and some people, you know, would think, oh boy, if I could come over here some night and, and put in a drill a little hole in there, <laughs> we might get some beer. Yeah. Um, but no, that was the first location. We were there 12 years, uh, and then we built from the ground up in, uh, and moved in in the end of 1998. Uh, so, as I said before, we produced 34,000 barrels out of the original brewery. Uh, today, our capacity is about 120,000 barrels. Uh, last year, we did about uh, 88,500 barrels in mm. sales, and this year we'll probably be somewhere around 98,000 barrels in, wow. in, in, in that neighborhood. Good for you. That's um, great. Yeah, and in our, you know, as you know, uh, I know you guys aren't drinking a summit right now. I mean, our distribution area is pretty tight. Um, almost 80% of our production is sold right in the metropolitan area of the Twin Cities here. Hey, good for fresh beer. You bet. That's what it's all about. And 89% of our sales are in the state of Minnesota. Okay. And Wisconsin is our next largest market at about 4%, and it's like we just ship beer over there just to tease them a little bit. (laughs) Wow. I'm looking at my list of breweries for our anniversary party this Wednesday over at Northern Brewer, and you are on it, sir. So I think we're going to get to try some Summit beer um, at our party right when we get there. Yeah. you're in in good company, too. We were bringing out some West Coast beers, uh, some commercial (laughs) beers from out here, and then, of course, a lot of beer from, from the Midwest there, so... Uh, Very good. Happy that you're on that list there. It doesn't say what you guys are sending yet. They must still be working that out. It just says Summit. So. Yeah, you know, I talked to those guys uh, the other day. We might just have our extra pale ale and a porter. Hey, that's good for me. That's fine. Yeah. I want to taste that, both those beers. Yeah. The pale yeah, just we'll, want a gold we'll have- Yep. Hey, that's true, too, and which is very nice. It's nice uh, accolades. Um, In what? It kind of reinforces what we've been doing for 24 okay. years. Okay. It was a World Cup medal? Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Tough style. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really hide any uh, no. hide any bad bad taste under that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about your clone, are we? No. Oh, good. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do some uh, Summit Beer clones, though, for our, yeah. our, our clone show. The only we'll way talk we to get some. Yeah, we'll bug Mark while we're out there and uh, yeah, we'll there see go. what we can do. Uh, I did have a couple questions come in from the listeners, Mark. Um, okay. So one of them, uh, you might have said it, uh, but Film Lab is in the chat room today, and he wants to know how many barrels of that Unchained series. You said four brews, but how many barrels is that when you when you do it? Ah, uh, thank you. It's uh, basically six hundred barrels total. Oh, okay. Ah, wow, it really is a small yeah. amount. Yeah. Mm. No wonder. Our 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 brew house is a uh, hundred and fifty barrels. The the one that we use today. Okay. So it's a hundred and fifty barrel brew length. And so we'll do four brews. Okay. And Glue in our chat room also wrote in, uh, he wants to know if you have any plans to do another Summit Big Brew Festival. Uh-huh. We are just <laughs> starting to uh, percolate some ideas because next year's our 25th okay. uh, anniversary. And uh, the Big Brew that we had on Harriet Island and St. Paul was... 
just really a, a fun festival. It was too bad I had to work because I wanted to wander around, be out in the crowd with everybody else. But uh, um, we're just starting to put together some ideas of what we might do. And uh, hopefully it'll be just as, uh, as pleasant as the last time. But we'll, we'll have some kind of a festival okay well you have to 25 is a big year that's when i trade in my girlfriends at 25 uh you really know, yeah yeah you should try that too okay. by the way mark well <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you have your 25th trade into a 25 you know it'll work out well there there you go yeah but throw a party it looks like people want you to do it um another question i had for you is going back to how you started in your previous occupation um what did your colleagues have to say to you about opening a brewery coming out of oh. uh, coming out of a, a chemical dependency field? Well, actually, my boss, who was a recovering addict, um, he really got a kick out of it because mm-hmm. every time I handed him a vacation request, he would look at me and he would smile and he'd say, "Okay, what bre- what brewery are you going to go to this time?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and and to be uh, perfectly honest, uh, some of the people that had difficulty uh, with it were uh, were family, okay. uh, not immediate family, but distant cousins and uncles. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, there's uh, so, some of the teetotalers on my Norwegian side of the family. Uh, um, thought that I really had gotten off the path by doing good work to doing the devil's work. I see. To the point of where a couple of them stopped talking to my parents and me. Oh, that's too bad. Well, you know, it it is what it is. Yeah. See, and I asked the question, you know, knowing full well that just because you're going into beer, uh, you know, one doesn't have to mean the other. It doesn't mean a chemical dis- uh, dependency. It doesn't mean addiction. But... Doesn't? Of course, but we do have this stigma. You know, it's still today neo prohibitionists and so forth still automatically assume that. Well, like you've said, you're going into the devil's work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you ever have well, any, any protesters outside of your brewery there? <laughs> any signs, eh, picketers? Not really. oh, that's not good. Really. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. Well, and what do you think about the scene now? We can kind of wrap it up with that. We talked about the history there, and, sure. and uh, you know, you've got a lot of fellow brewers around you now as well, right? Well, we do, and in fact, uh, you know, Surly Brewing Company is a brewery that started up a few years back, as well as another one um, just across the border in Wisconsin called Rush River. And in a, in a lot of ways, uh, those two breweries are a part of uh, the Summit legacy in that uh, both of the fellows who are in charge of brewing, the brewmasters of both of those breweries, used to work for us. So, you know, it, it, I, I never, you know, one way I can put it is I never realized how large and how expansive uh, the movement has become with what we've just basically started. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, light beer continues to be a, uh, a highly consumed <laughs> beer in this area. Yeah. And basically, what that means to me is that there's still a lot of potential out there. Right. And and the fact that there are more and more people that are just 
not only just curious about beer, but they're enthusiasts about beer. That that's something that that's the needle that has really moved over the past twenty four years. Where you know you would find somebody who's curious or intrigued, are they starting to put their arms around a style of beer? Now it's like you've got a hardcore group of enthusiasts. Yeah, and that. That, that's that's very special. Yeah. Well, not just good for business, but... Uh, <coughs> good, good for our business. Good for beer, oh. you know? Well, you know, literally way. speaking, you know, we're in a re-education process. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we have to undo what Prohibition did. Right. You are the therapist for the industry. <laughs> that's right. Believe <laughs> <laughs> me, we should do this one. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to take that one down. <laughs> well, I don't know. We need one, though. Yeah, that's we do. sure. <laughs> Well, well, Gary, when you uh, do your keynote uh, address, just think about the fact that there'll be probably 1,200 enthusiasts looking right back at you. That's true. <laughs> oh, I know that. Yeah. You're going to hypnotize yeah. us, aren't you? Right before. Everybody there spent a <laughs> lot, lot of money and time to get there. 45 minutes, 45 minutes later, I'll snap his fingers, <laughs> and we will have heard the best keynote speech ever. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to be careful with the silent moments that I'll carefully implant. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm on to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time with us, Mark, and yeah. I look forward to meeting you next week. Good. It'll be fun. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll see you at the, at the conference and also at the brewery. Great. Yes. Uh, if you want more from Mark, uh, of course, you can go to summitbrewing.com and check out the website. You can learn all about their beers and the company there. Also, you can go to brewingtv.com. Our friends over at Brewing TV just did uh, a nice and extensive interview with Mark. You get to see him in uh, his tasting room, I believe it is. And um, yep. and he talks a lot about uh, uh, you know what we've talked about here. He elaborates. So uh, check it out over at Brewing TV. And thanks again, Mark. Great meeting you. Hey, thank you, and we'll see you guys soon. Okay, take care. Yep. There you go, Mark Stutrud of Summit Brewing Company. Never had their beer, so uh, I'm looking. Stays forward. away. Where are you from? Is it Minnesota? You're from Tasty? Or no, Indiana no, I'm from or something? Illinois. Illinois. Illinois down by St. Louis. Yeah. Because you seem to, you, you guys seem to get each other. You have well, that I'm, same. I'm certainly in that Midwestern Jaya thing. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they're somewhere like, out there, like brothers. Yeah, somewhere out there. <laughs> like when he says, uh, you get ninety, you know, like to us, uh, sells ninety percent of his beer are right there in the in the St. Paul Twin Cities area. Yeah, and you drive a few miles, and it's pretty much his cows. After that, I can relate to that thing. I see. That's yeah, the way it is in the Midwest. Nothing around it. Yeah. Uh, Bevo was just telling me about the weather at the break. It's like high humidity, thunderstorms oh, when we land. Chance, no. of, chance of bugs. See, Pacheco spoils us, I tell you. I don't want to get hit with lightning. <laughs> Is that what you're... <laughs> oh, yeah, on the plane. Now happen. you're going to freak out on the plane, aren't you? Oh, the, uh, ah. Some of the guys at work came back from Portland uh, last month for a wine symposium, wine show deal. Yeah. And their plane got hit by lightning landing and coming into fucking Portland, man. Awesome. How do they know? Do you, do you, why do they you tell see you? it? Shay was on the... on the. Uh, why do you think they told me? <laughs> it's the body. Yeah. yeah. Shay yeah. was on the... Uh, sitting at the at the wing and he was just happened to be looking out because oh. he was watching the lightning in the sky and he saw it hit the plane. Wow. Yeah. They're made for that, though. Yeah, but yeah. still, you don't, <laughs> don't want to see it. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. Are you flying with uh, Chris Graham? Yeah, me and Chris. That poor bastard. Oh, Chrissy Poo. <laughs> He's got to sit next the to you. Man. Oh, we're going to hold the fucking shit out of his hands. <laughs> I have no idea. Is he, is he picking you up? <laughs> yeah. In handcuffs? Yeah, pretty much. A straight jacket. <laughs> uh, I'm going to rest my little head on his shoulder. And... 
I hope he B.A. Baracuses you. Yeah. I ain't drinking no milk, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Drink the milk. (laughs) Yeah, man. I love it. You're going to do it, though, right? Oh, I have to. You do have to. You have a lot of work. There are two companies relying on you being there. The BN and more beer. I don't do good work for either of them. Kids are shit. <laughs> but we need you anyway. Yeah. Who are we going to make fun of all week uh, yeah, without you? Know. There's plenty of people. It's a homebrewers conference after all. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to find one loser there. That's a good hey, point. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we do have another topic for you today. Our topic with um, producer Shat is um, off flavors today. Well, you know. The uh, conference is coming up. We'll be drinking a lot of homebrew, and uh, <laughs> you've been to... brewing a lot of beer lately. So Right. <laughs> so it is a very timely topic. I agree. That'd be perfect. You hear that shit, Tasty? They're gotta, bringing their best stuff. Gotta listen to this. Uh, all right. So we're going to do that when we come back. Also, uh, JP has a yeah. brand new segment for us we're doing today. Yeah. Uh, so hang in there for that. we got a lot more to do. And breaking news. A tornado almost hit the Minneapolis Convention Center. I'm not going! (laughs) Not going! Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Lightning and tornado. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer food and music downtown joe's the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home the cutting edge equipment from blickman engineering is designed by brewers to make your brew day shorter more enjoyable and to give you a sense of pride in your equipment at blickman they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun like the intuitive beer gun a completely different approach to filling bottles The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. 
The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking around. And thanks to Mark Stutrud of Summit Brewing Company for spending time with us. Got a busy week coming, so always appreciate those guys taking time out and doing a little interview. Uh, like I said, go over to Brewing TV and check out his uh, video interview there, too. Check that all out. All right. As you know, we've started a new routine here on the Sunday session where we bring you a homebrew topic no matter what is happening on this program. Whatever the interview is, we'll uh, still make sure that we get you a homebrew topic. This week, it's uh, Shitty's turn, and um, he's doing off flavors for us. Very timely, as he said, NHC is coming up. <laughs> I will say this, and I'll probably say it again after the NHC, because I'm confident it's going to be true again. Homebrew has gotten so much better in oh, my yeah. short yeah. time of going to these things. This, in, in five years, the yeah. difference big. in beer is... It's amazing. It wasn't gradual. It was just a yeah, big, big difference. Yeah. So much yeah. better. I was just kidding. No one be butthurt out there. No feelings. And I'm not talking about just at the conference. I'm talking about even locally. I've noticed every, you know, all the Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, speaking of getting all butthurt about it, it part of my uh, lecture that I'm giving on Thursday is going to include uh, criticism and how to talk about your beer and how to share your beer. Because it's all about the community nature of beer. Oh, yeah. And I've got I'm I'm fed up with the uh, um, you know lack of balls and skin on people to take a little criticism about their beer. So I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to give a few lessons about how you can make the most out of sharing your beer and actually improve rather than walk away with a sore ass. Have a better experience. Yeah. Do we just, need to do uh, some skits? <laughs> should we? We probably should do some skits. You yeah. where you'll play the butt hurt home brewer? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, a uh, guy that doesn't know how to do it right. Yeah. <laughs> we had some beer uh, and someone tasted it and it went something like, like this. this. <laughs> and then we'll have a little curtain open. Not a bad idea, JP. We'll talk. All right, let's do it. Maybe we could do a skit. Hey, this beer is really great, Jimmy. Thanks. I brewed it at home. That's right. So that's what that's part of what I'll be talking about is it's kind of how to share for grown-ups is a little bit of what it's going to be. All right, so uh, tell us about your topic today, Shat. All right, so we're going to be talking about off flavors. Uh, I just picked about, you know, 10 that are pretty major. Um, and a lot of people talk about these and really don't know what's going on. I just did a kind of a beer class, and we did a off-flavor tasting, so that was kind of interesting. Kind of dosed the beers and really picked things out. So I just thought it would be important just to talk about just a few of them. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of homebrewers out there that hear it a lot or 
oh man, I got, your beer has DMS, and they're going, what the hell is DMS? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Great. And uh, the first one will be uh, diacetyl or diacetyl, however you want to say it. Yeah. Diacetyl. Uh, diacetyl. Amarillo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh, essentially, it's it's that buttery butterscotch type uh, aroma flavor you get. Um, this is absolutely a normal byproduct during fermentation uh, when oxygen is present. Uh, it's basically an amino acid reacting with O2. Uh, once all the O2 is absorbed by the yeast, no more acid will be produced unless air is introduced from transferring beer from primary to secondary and things of that nature. Um, another big producer of this is Pediococcus bacteria, um, which is very you know popular in lambics and sours, and uh, will increase with the age of beer. Um, you know some some ways to eliminate that or reduce that. Uh, diacetyl rest at the end of fermentation. A lot of people hear that. Uh, that's just raising your temperature 5 to 10 degrees above the final temperature for a couple of days. Wait, 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 wait. What if it's a lager, though? Well, a lager will be the other way around. You're just going to let it age out. Do you raise the it? Like how high do you raise the lager up? What temperature? To, to di- well, to you, diacetyl rest. Five, you could do 5 to 10 degrees, okay. I would say. Right. I mean, I would t- go more, I think. You'd do there more you on a lager? Yeah. How many would you do? Well, I would go to like 65 or something, if it, even if it was lager to 50. You'd okay, bring it so up to ale temp to do a diacetyl yeah. rest. But from your final temp. So if you're ramping oh. up to 55, you'd only go up to 65. So during yeah. your fermentation, you're going 50 to 55, yeah. and then at the very end, you'd raise it another 10 yeah, degrees. 65 or 70. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, you know, what, if you're starting at 65 and you're ramping up to 70, you know, just don't go up to 80, maybe. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, something like well, that with an ale yeast or... Okay. Depends. Yeah, yeah mid-70s or whatever. So the key to what you said was 5 to 10 degrees from your final temperature right whatever you've let it raise to right okay um a lot of people actually will in lager since you bring it up is krausening um and that's basically adding actively fermenting beer to the finished beer and that will give it a chance to reabsorb the diacetyl and aldehydes that are being produced it gives gives the lagers you know that cleaner uh crisp flavor um and actually yeah that's that's just another key if you want to krausen okay just another step a little tougher to do in carboys and things of that nature you can do a blow off and yeah, all that good stuff. All right. Um, phenolics is another one. Um, usually this is described as clovey, spicy, smoky, band-aid, or medicinal. Um, one of the most famous phenolic uh, characteristics is in the German Hef. It uh, gives off that clove-like uh, and spicy aromas. Um, and we talked to Stan Aronis about uh, you know wheat beers and things of that nature. And it's basically the uh, converting of ferulic acid from malt into the four-vinyl guacal. Uh, which is the clove. So wheat malt contains more of this ferulic acid than barley. Um, so that's why you kind of get that clovey thing going on. Okay. Uh, it is depending on yeast strain as well. Um, so, you know, some more than others. Uh, wild yeast can also produce uh, medicinal Band-Aid-like flavor. Uh, chlorinated water, chlorine uh, reacts with the phenols from the beer. Uh, that's a big one. can also be extracted from malts during mash and sparge, uh, which are polyphenols or tannins. Um, which polyphenols have pretty much come from malt and hops, uh, reacts with proteins in the wort, cause chill haze, um, and hot side aeration is talked about. That can cause oxidized uh, fusel alcohols, which is also phenolic. Um, things to eliminate or reduce, reduce your sparge temp and time, uh, keep the sparge water pH below, uh, say like you know 5.5, 5.6, uh, lower alkalinity or acidify with darker malts if you can, um, you know, maybe that's not ideal. A lot of people are a little freaked out by doing that, but maybe read up on it. Try that. Okay. Um, try stopping the sparge when you reach, you know, something like 10, 10, as far as, uh, gravity. 
Um, just don't oversparge. And also, you know, always have good sanitation practices, good clean water, free from bacteria. Uh, if you are using chlorine-based cleaners, rinse really, really well. Um, and if things all, you know, fail for you there, just switch the yeast strain. Try something different. And when you say reduce your sparge temp, so the normal sparge temp is what, 170? Say 170, go down to like 166, 167. You're not going to hurt anything. Okay. You know. All right. Um, one thing to try. Okay. Uh, another one is uh, alcoholic, or yes. hot, or heat. Uh, a lot of people... <laughs> Boozy. <laughs> uh, people in the studio. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Stinky. <laughs> uh, it's mostly the sharp, hot, and spicy flavor. Um, mostly detected in the aroma. You'll kind of get it and you'll know right away, ooh, a little excess of alcohol or fusels. Uh, hotness, again. Um, it's produced when ethanol combines with esters. Uh, that's when fusel alcohols are formed. So uh, longer-chain alcohols basically get produced when fermenting at higher temperatures. Um, too much yeast pitch can cause this when the yeast sits on true for too long. Um, so, you know, ways to get around it. You can basically, if you're going to brew a barley wine or a strong ale, let the higher alcohol beers age out or mellow out. Um, that's kind of a taste test type deal. Uh, ferment at a lower temperature range for that particular yeast, maybe. Uh, make sure you have healthy yeast and enough nutrients and oxygenation. Um uh, Another one that I've been doing recently is in Belgians, um, and maybe a stronger one like a Belgian Blonde or uh, even a Triple or whatever have you. But add or feed your fermentation with sugar like two to three days, you know, or high krausen. And because uh, too much sugar in the initial work can kind of stress out the yeast, making it difficult to consume the nutrients they need to take up. And uh, they really need to eat up all those nutrients to replicate and form strong cell walls. So um, try adding your sugar maybe in the fermentation. I've used that, and it's kind of a softer, not as in-your-face alcohol in oh. the uh, final product. Okay. <clears throat> um, Hang on, I'm writing down that excessive alcohol <laughs> causes hotness. Hotness. I never heard beer goggles explained that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see uh, extra hot. Yeah, that's good. Another common one, uh, you know, joke. typically more you know common in ale yeast, uh, estery and fruity. And by the way, a lot of these are all yeast derivative. I mean, these are all derived from yeast. Um, fermentation process for the most part. There's a lot of things you can do throughout your mash, um, but a lot of this is yeast. Um, so a lot of estery, fruity flavors are fruit, of course, banana, pear, strawberry, raspberry, uh, a lot of common, you know, in, in uh, ale strains. Um, definitely dependent on yeast strain as well. Uh, maybe like an English strain will be a little more estery than, say, your 001, which is a little cleaner. <clears throat> um, ethyl alcohol or ethanol is the most uh, produced alcohol in beer. So esters are actually formed by the esterification of ethanol with fatty acids and a acetyl coenzyme. So all the alcohols in the beer go through these chemical changes in the yeast cell to form different compounds depending on which alcohol is converted. So like ethanol with acetic acid produces ethyl acetate, which is like a, a pear-like um, you know, flavor or aroma. Um, larger amounts can be kind of solventy. Um, another one is... Um, Isoamyl acetate, that's the esterification of a fusel alcohol. Isoamyl alcohol is the actual ester that gives hef, the uh, fruity banana-like aromas and flavors. So um, this, this, all, this, this is all pretty much controlled by an enzyme called AAT, which is alcohol acetate transferase. Uh, so yeast that produce high levels of AAT will produce high levels of fruity flavors and aroma. So you can always kind of look at your yeast strain, really geek out. You know, send White Labs an email and go, hey, what, you know, I'm looking to do this. Um, yada, yada, yada. What do you got this fruity? Yeah. Um, 
you can also, um, to increase esters, you know, which is basically a lot of people like to do, um, you know, underpitch the yeast. Um, <coughs> yeast go through a growth phase, so it can produce more of the compounds that are the precursors to fruity esters. Um, also, another uh, way to do it is increase the fermentation temperature, and of course, picking the appropriate yeast is always important uh, if you do want to get those fruity characteristics. Uh, to reduce uh, reduce esters, you can basically choose a cleaner yeast strain, uh, ferment at the lower end of the threshold, and um, also always pitch you know healthy yeast and oxygenate. That's always a big plus. All right. Um, astringency. Or, uh, I kind of threw the husky grainy all in there. It's you know astringent is basically that dry grainy kind of tart mouth puckering thing going on, like uh, described as sucking on a tea bag or grape skin. Uh, it can also be described as powdery or metallic. What about bag skin? Could be bag skin. I don't mm. know. Um, not very mouth puckering, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the most part, you know, this is going to come from the tannins and the uh, skins and husk of the grain. Uh, sparging too long can kind of cause this, or high, too high a temp. Uh, again, uh, steeping grains too long. Uh, what a lot of people do extract beers. Or excessively milled or destroyed grain, basically, can release a lot of the tannins. Um, Also, pH levels are really important to watch during mashing. You don't want it too high or over-hopping for a certain style. You can also get some astringency. And another one that's interesting is a lot of people um, adding fruit to, say, uh, their fermentation. Don't boil this fruit. Uh, You're going to pull tannins. uh, Get it to a high enough temperature where it's going to flash... Uh, sanitize, but you don't want it boiling, per se. And don't ever add fruit to, like, wort or anything, or any kind of skinned, I guess, person in JP's case, or uh, mm-hmm. anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, how to reduce or eliminate. Don't overmill. Uh, watch your sparge temp of time, of course. Stop sparge when pH reaches greater than 5.8, which is important. Um, you know, if you're steeping grains in an extract, don't let the water come to a boil before you take them out. That's important. Uh, watch your mash pH, of course. Um, again, make acidity adjustments or a pH stabilizer like a five-star product. I think it's they call it 5-2. Um, mm-hmm. And just don't make sure you get any hot break uh, tube in your fermenter, too. That's that's pretty important. And, uh, again, a lot of other, uh, you know, German brewers use the technique of Krausen. So that brown kind of crap sitting on top of your fermentation, they kind of scoop that off. Hmm. And uh, that can tend to be astringent. Um you know, I, I think Palmer talks about it and how to brew. It's that brown, sticky stuff on the side of your fermenter that you're left over with in your carboy. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, start shaking that up and getting that in your final beer. So uh, so that's why they kind of say, of you know, when you're going to rack off your carboy or something, it's best to move it, if you have to move it at all, a couple of hours, if not the night before. Exactly. Right? So that you so that it's all kind of settled. Yeah. and Yeah. And, you know, I, I just from reading, you know, on his stuff, I he said, oh, it's real bitter and nasty. And, you know, I've tried it. And it is. So oh, yeah. you don't want that stuff in your beer. Got it. That's the nasty stuff. Okay. So if you can get rid of that, better. And I've heard that from a couple of pro brewers, too, is we're at the advantage where we can kind of skim the top of that, get some of the proteins out in our pre-boil. Mm. Um, there's a couple of brewers I think that's why home brewers can make better beer right from the get-go. Because huh. we're able to do that on a smaller scale. It's a little easier. You know, those guys can't do that, right. essentially. Interesting. <laughs> that's exactly why I don't do it. Yeah. Because they can't. <laughs> there you go. You, you don't want to be different. <laughs> I don't want to be different. Yeah. yeah. Those are my heroes. It's kind of yeah. interesting. I just kind of heard that a couple of times. It's kind of funny. Um, another big one is oxidized or, or staling, um, which is just described as stale or old. Uh, you'll kind of get like a sherry-like 
uh, aroma or, or mm. uh, old bread, wet cardboard, papery. Um, some of your, you know, aged out beers like uh, barley wine will kind of show that. Anything that's got some age on it for the most part. Um, but it's pretty much produced by, uh, you know, O2 coming into contact with wort, anything above 80 uh, degrees F. Um, you know, warm liquid can actually absorb O2 a lot Did you quicker. say 80 or 180? Uh, 80. Mm. Anything above 80. Mm. Um, so basically... Uh, you know, you're not too worried about uh, anything during the boil or post-boil at a higher temp, um, but hot side aeration during, say, sparging, um, transferring, anything like that, aldehydes are formed and uh, will not be boiled out, actually. They'll show up in the beer over a period, period of time uh, or aging. So, uh, you know, just be careful doing transfers to the kegs or bottles with too much headspace in a bottle. That can cause all kinds of issues. Uh, it's just letting O2 react to the beer. Uh, so, you know, just be mindful of that. Purge your kegs and all that good stuff. So reducing that, you know, you definitely want to purge kegs and bottles, any vessel you're going into. Um, use tubing when transferring. Try to keep that tubing below the level you're transferring into. Don't do excessive splashing and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, drink your beer fast. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm helping, Chad. Fresh. I'm sick of you guys giving me shit about drinking all the beer. I'm helping. Yeah. You know, you hear this hot side aeration a lot. And a lot of people just go, ugh, it's no big deal. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just say, if you drink your beer in a shorter period of time, as you should be, yeah. it's not a big issue. Yeah. And you've heard, you know, various names say that. Charlie Danforth says that. And he's got a lot like more to worry about. man about hot side aeration. Right, right. I heard um, he drinks a lot of wine now, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, skunky, light struck. Uh, we're not talking about Bevo here. Uh <laughs> Oh, she is paying attention. <laughs> it's uh, an aroma of skunk, um, which is uh, mercaptan. Uh, musty, burn rubber, cat musk. Uh, that's for JP. Um, yeah, just it. any of those. And that's typically uh, uh, photochemical reactions that are happening with uh, isomerized hop compounds. So when lights <clears throat> light struck, uh, meaning blue and ultraviolet wavelengths are causing that skunky <clears throat> smell. Um, you know, you're just overexposing to UV rays and sunlight or fluorescent lights. The alpha acids in the hop break down, react with the hydrogen sulfide that the yeast make, which is uh, normal. Um, but the re- reaction just causes that skunky Heineken Corona thing you got going on. So use brown bottles. Mm, making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna it's gonna block a lot of those different wavelengths, um, so you won't get that kind of beer. Bevo uh, explained to me last night how much she enjoys Corona. Oh. Well, you know, it's almost become uh, acceptable, like known to be that style of beer. Yeah. Right. You know, like people expect it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I like how it's an explanation of why she likes Corona. Because <laughs> it's accepted. Like there's reasons and, you know. Yeah, she, well, she, she was embarrassed. She said, is it okay that uh, I really like this beer? Of course, I said no. Um, yeah. It's but, better than the Bud Light Lime. But you like that too. <laughs> I know. I know that's unacceptable, but... <laughs> it is unacceptable. Tastes that like, is actually entirely unacceptable. Tastes like juice. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 juice. So yeah. just keep in mind, I mean, lighter beers, and especially ones with a lot of hops, those are definitely prone to skunking. Take care of them. Use brown bottles. Don't use all these weird freaking bottles. Um, dark beers are great. Uh, they, they hold up a lot better. Um, you can also use pre-isomerized hop extract, which I've never done, and uh, maybe back off on flavoring hop additions. Um, which will most likely not be damaged from ultraviolet light if you do those things. Uh, and again, brown bottles, most important. All right. Acetylaldehyde. 
Um, this is kind of commonly known as green apples, rotten apples, freshly cut pumpkin, which I think I pulled off the more beer off flavor uh, sheet. They actually have a great sheet that shows all the different off flavors. Where's that? Um, go to more beer. I don't know. What is it? Uh, like, I'll look it up at the end here. Okay. Um, uh, I think if you go to the front page, mm-hmm. the home page, I think down at the bottom there's a, a, a few links, and I think one of them is there. Yeah. I think it's there. It's a great sheet. Um, so it's it's pretty much uh, this acetaldehyde is produced during fermentation. Um, it's per- acetaldehyde is basically a precursor to ethanol, which is the alcohol. Um, so when ethanol is oxidized back to acetaldehyde and then converted back to acetic acid. So it's it's mostly present in young beer. People take uh, the beer off the yeast too early. It can't absorb it, reabsorb Uh-oh. it, and uh, that's what happens. That's what you're left with. So it's it's not a pleasant uh, flavor, aroma. Um, you know, some beers will have it. Uh, it's it's deemed, I guess, in style, um, but that's what it is. Uh, so, you know, to a- avoid or, you know, try to reduce that, transferring beer, you know, avoid contact with O2, of course, flush with uh, CO2. Make sure all your connections are airtight, again, and uh, the level that you're transferring is, uh, you know, use tubing so you're below that level, um, so you're not splashing. Um, and always just let the ferment finish. Let the beer condition for a little longer period of time if you are picking up this, uh, you know, aroma flavor. Because uh, the yeast really has to clean this up. And uh, it, it's basically finishing the conversion of glucose to pyruvic acid to acetaldehyde and then to ethanol. So just have oh. some patience. That's the whole chemical breakdown. Why didn't you say so? <laughs> yeah. If you can draw a formulator, that'd be great. <laughs> well, you know what I do when... Uh when I'm in, like, uh, various points where I can introduce oxygen, I always... Smoke one? <laughs> smoke one first. <laughs> and then, like, I won't... Like, for instance, when I dry hop, I only... Uh, I make sure there's a little bit of the fermentation still going on mm-hmm. to clean up the oxygen that I'm inherently adding, right? Mm. I mean, there's something fills up those spaces inside those hops. It's oxygen, probably, unless I... That's what... You know what? There's kind of a theme here. I mean, in an aerobic... In several things, yeah. Yeah, environment. I mean, it's... O2's bad. Yeah, you know, so very good at, at the beginning, and uh, a lot of these things are um, going to happen regardless. These compounds are going to come out, but they are reabsorbed. You know, Casey, um, is there a gravity point that you like to use? Yeah, like, within like a, how many points before yeah, like end? Within like a half a degree Plato, so you know, like uh, before end. Uh, yeah. Okay, you know, just a little bit. Okay, two points. If you think it's going to finish at sixteen, or <clears throat> then at eighteen, or something like that. Look at Tasty's been hanging out with the pros too much. Everything's Plato now with Tasty. Fuck. Well, you know, the Can You Brew It show, uh, it's all like that's what they talk. So you yeah. start, you know, as much as you fight it and not like trying to like know both. Yeah. Eventually, you, you just to, you know just, it. Because you, you have to. Do you find it easier now to use Plato? No. no. I'm sure I can see how they do because it's a nice round number. It's like right. 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> next one is DMS, uh, known as dimethyl sulfide. This is uh, cooked, cooked veggies, cream corn, celery, cabbage, uh, shellfish. Oyster-like. Bad. Yeah. Um, and well, bas- oysters are good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's basically in the malt. Um, so, you know, a lot malt. of the lightly killed malts, like Pilsner and Pale, um, will have this uh, SMM, which is S-methylmethionine, if I got that right. Sorry. Probably wrong. Uh, but anyway. Let's be on the test. <laughs> this is the precursor for DMS, essentially, in the malt. Um, so basically, you know, darker malts will have lower levels of this SMM and, uh, won't be present in the wort. Um, it's basically DMS is created from breaking down the SMM at above 140 F. Um, it's 
also, you know, light beers with high adjunct uh, ratios or smaller gravity beers will make it more noticeable. Um, dark and all malt beers will hide the DMS, uh, that can corn aroma and flavor a little more. Um, biggest thing to reduce and eliminate is uh, leave the boil kettle uncovered, you know, so you want to boil all this stuff off. Um, don't let any condensation drip back into your boil kettle. Uh, it's all bad stuff you want out. Um, boil for 90 minutes. I mean, we all do, I think, for the most part, if you're, you know, using lighter kiln malts or uh, Pilsner malt. Um, cool down the wort as quickly as possible. That's that's another one. Um, if you don't, you know, DMS tends to reform, and uh, you'll taste it. Um and a nice vigorous fermentation with lots of CO2 blow off, that'll definitely help carry some of the DMS out in the, the bubbles. And uh, grassy. Um, you know, a lot of people describe it, you know, freshly cut grass or musty. And uh, this is basically um, the result of grains or extracts that have been um, sitting around a while. You know, bacteria can build up. Um, and essentially aldehydes can form on old malt, which leads to grassy flavor. Uh, hops, if not packaged or stored correctly, can develop a, a certain grassiness. Um, you know, just some hop varieties you could pick up on. Um, so, you know, to reduce and eliminate that, you just always want to be using fresh ingredients. Always store your grains and extract in a cool place, dry, dark, um, and test your stuff. I mean, I always hear this uh, from one of our favorite breweries. He says, the nose knows. Yeah. So, you know, go ahead and try everything. Your ingredients, uh, you know, first day of fermentation, just try your beer through the whole process. But ingredients, you got to start. That's going to give you a good start. Um, so test your grains. Look for discoloring, loss of freshness, any funky smells or taste. Um, you know, if you're using milled grain, try to use it within the first week or two. Um, check for moisture. You know, you don't want to have any moisture in there. You'll kind of, you'll smell it. it be kind of musty. Always use, you know, high-quality hops, uh, well-packaged hops. And uh, if not dried properly before you store them, uh, you'll you'll pick up a lot of the chlorophyll, uh, earthy, grassy compounds. Um, so if the ingredients smell and look good, they're probably good to use. All right. And that is the end. Well, I have one to add. Okay. If there's an off flavor that none of those describe, yes, it's wienery. That's right. Oh, wienery. And I don't know why you didn't leave wienery on the list here, I'm sorry. Shet, but if if nothing else can tell you what's wrong with the beer, it's probably wienery. Yeah, that's your default. Uh, your default. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's not a very highly documented off flavor. It's not because no. it's hard. To, it's so hard to pinpoint. <laughs> it's uh, so hard to get yeah, into your yeah, beer. It has no precursor. It has no solution. <laughs> it yeah. has, it's just that you either have it or you don't. Essentially, well, the thing about, you can do about it. The thing about science, Chad, is it evolves. <laughs> That's oh. right. Yeah. So uh, one day, I'm sure Dr. Bamforth will be writing a, a paper on wienery. Uh, and he will have done the research for us because clearly I'm not going to. No, uh, but uh, I'll write on paper. I'll write wienery on paper. <laughs> yeah, that That's I might it. do. Yeah. In fact, I do that often. I have notebooks full of just wienery. <laughs> of just wieners yeah. and wienery. Yeah. Good job, Shat. That was a, a great mini topic and very timely. So thanks, brother. Anything to add or? I do. That. I have a, a question okay. come through Questions? from the chat. Well, <laughs> Namako in the chat. Said, uh, what off flavor, if any, would you expect if you grind the malt too fast? He says, my drill has two speeds, off and on, and I smoke through grinding 30 pounds um, like in, in a very, very short time. Anything from grinding too fast? Well, look at the crush. I mean, if the crush, yeah, if it's shredded, crush, it's fine. It, it kind of sounds like if you're going fast, it's going to crush it more. Yeah. Uh, but you don't it, want to rip into it. But generally, it's not the sp- it's 
it's just the crush, not the speed right. of getting to that crush, right? So look at it. I mean, typically... On most mills, the faster you go, the more the finer you're going to get. Right. I see. Okay. That's most mills. Okay. okay. That's true. Okay. But you, like Chad's saying, look at your crush, and then uh, if it's not what you want, then adapt to that. You know? mm-hmm. Change your setting or go slower or whatever you got to do. Again, you know, just look at everything. Be your own little lab and just hold it in your hand and go... Yeah, keep your eyes open. Hmm, is this real too powdery or too shredded? Yeah. Too much you know, flour. You, you want to have a good, you know, filtration, so you want those husks to be whole, but the inside to be nice and broken up. All right. So... Put a little down by your balls. If they'll soak yeah. up the moisture... That's too powdery. It's probably too powdery. <laughs> and then if you throw end... some at your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. The same ones that you put down your pants. That's what you throw <laughs> at your neighbor. All right. Good job, Shep. Anything else to add? Anybody? Okay. Anybody? Right. Anybody? I almost forgot I do. I have a live read of a spot uh, that we're supposed to do today, and uh, our sponsor requested that Bevo That's right. uh, read the ad. Uh, so, Bevo, um, please just read. Make sure you finish the ad uh, in a timely fashion. And ready, set. So I'm running short on time, yeah. so go. Go. Nico Brew is your one-shop place for pellet hops. Do you brew a lot of beer? Do you wish you had what it takes to brew more and make it last longer? Does the idea of freshly packaged pellets get your mash so thick it's hard to stir? This is creepy. <laughs> Do oh, you nice. enjoy purchasing things from other guys? <laughs> then get over then get on over to Nicobrew.com where where your hot bubbling churning fantasy is Nico's Nico's reality. You'll be sp- really I have to read this. Keep it's a sponsor. We're almost out of time. It's a paid oh, spot. We're almost out of time. You'll be spraying hot wort all over your puffy and bloated <laughs> stomach. When you should give these things to me ahead of time. Well, hurry up. When you see the prices at NicoBrew.com. And the best part is that you don't have to feel ashamed about suffering Nico's net. Nico takes, you t- Nico takes your private parts seriously and will protect them. So shoot, your- so shoot yourself or have your friends help you shoot it on over to NicoBrew.com and let Nico fill you with hops. Very good, Bebo. We have to work on the delivery, but uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you balked at the... Uh, you want to try it again? You want to try it again now no, that you've read through I don't. it once? It's paid. It's a paid spot. Yeah. That's okay. We have I, to get I it read right. it once. I don't, I don't want to have to refund him. I read, I read it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to refund him. Good job, Bebo. That was nicely done. Your first live read, I think, yeah. of, a, of a paid commercial. Yeah, now you're, you're a professional now. You're a broadcaster. Good job. Thanks. Broads don't belong in broadcasting. It was like as I was reading it, I was realizing what it was saying, and I was like, "This is offensive." <laughs> we pretty, yeah, we pretty much know you like the back of our hand, Bevo, yeah. and uh, plan for that. Yeah. So, hence Dear. the no, hence the no reading ahead of time. Dirty pirate hooker. Usually on the receiving end of that back end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take our last break of the evening. Uh, Bebo, you can start accepting a Drunk of the Week phone calls. Um, didn't seem very rowdy in the chat room, as far as I could tell. Oh, so it's getting ready now, I'll tell you that. Yeah. After that friggin' read. And when we come back, an all-new segment uh, from JP that we'll be talking about some Belgian candy sugar to give away and a little more. All here on the session. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Fen. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. What's up, dude? Why the long face? Valentine's Day was awful. The World of Warcraft description was a strikeout. Ooh, yeah, I hear ya. A couple of years ago, the new Hoover I got my wife was a bomb, too. But last year, I found playfulevenings.com. Why? What's that? You know, Mrs. Badrock's store. It's awesome. Totally tasteful passion toys. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a passion toy? You know, it's a um, central aid in the bedroom. Ooh. All kinds of stuff. Massage oils, couples games, lingerie, and books. Books? Yeah. Where do you think Tickless Pickle came from? Yeah, boy. Seriously. Fun stuff, and Mrs. Badrock takes care of the BN Army with 10% off. Go to PlayfulEvenings.com and click on Shop Online Now. Put BN Army in the coupon code. PlayfulEvenings.com Thanks, Mrs. Badrock. You're a lifesaver. BN Army, it's Valentine's Day all year long at PlayfulEvenings.com What's funny is, brewers just say, Yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program session. Taking drunk of the week calls, although Bevo's not here doing her job. She's washing her mouth out with soap. You think so? Yeah. After that filth? Yeah. Mm, can't say I blame her. Really? That Nico Brew filth that we made her read. <laughs> yeah. And you do have a call, by the way. No, they had hung up because JP's taking another one right now. Oh. Is it? Okay. Now you can hang it up. I it's got it. Grotex. All right, you can hang it up. Hi, Scrotex. Hey, what's up? What's up, Crosley? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How are you, brother? All right, man. All right. I got uh, my Bruin hat on, and uh, I put on boxer shorts for this very conversation. <laughs> a boy. You got the uniform. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> did you brew today? Um, no, I am uh, working on a very difficult fermentation. Mm-hmm. My strongest beer ever. Is that right? Yeah. With the Unibrew yeast, that limited Y yeast edition one they had, the Canadian-Belgian one. Yeah. And uh, I built a, a small beer. Sorry, what? No, go on. Carry. Carry on. I, I built a small beer, and now I uh, 
And then I had, you know, like 11 pounds of Pilsner malt and uh, 6 pounds of uh, cane sugar, and I'm trying to trying to make it make it finish. <laughs> trying what to get you, it to finish. What are you going for? How how high will it? You thinking it? You want to make it? I, you know, I don't even know um, because I'm tired of using hydrometers. So. Yeah. We're just gonna I wait. don't even know. Just give up. I just want to get crunk on one last. Well, they're, they're ready right to stay. Yeah. Now, you, you listen to me. That's not necessarily the case. But, uh, Where are you calling from? It is uh, Chicago. All right. Nice. And, yeah, I actually uh, just talked to the, uh, the Metropolitan guys the other day. Oh, you did? Told them I saw you on the show. Yeah, at a Beer Fly Alley fight down at Rock Bottom. Nice. Cool. And, nice. Uh, yeah, well, they, we had a really good time with them. Uh, you know, and 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 they were they were really excited about about uh, the show and everything, and uh, didn't know that you guys reached out to so many people. They were like starstruck that I knew. Great, about I'm, great. I'm glad they said something to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the starting yeah. gravity of this uh, beer? What you- I, I tell you, Tasty, I don't, I didn't like. I I told Justin, I don't. Uh, I I'm just guessing it was high. Hmm. You know, what eleven I mean? pounds. Yeah, like so like it's you, a five Tasty. gallon batch. Yeah, five gallon batch. Eleven <laughs> pounds of Pilsner. And six pounds of sugar. I took Jamil's uh, uh, brewing classic. Probably style seventy. And yeah. Yeah. You think that's it? Ten seventy, maybe. Yeah. Uh, with six pounds of sugar added, there's no way. You think it's more? No, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven yeah. pounds and five gallons. I, I guess that's four in your 60s already. Yeah. That's it's pretty burly. I mean, I, I've tasted it already, and it's. It's ready to rumble. I think I mean, it's at four hundred Plato tasty. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Am I? You think I'm? I'm accurate? Uh, yeah. No, that Plato guy. He's weird. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. Okay. At least four hundred. Yeah. It's at least. You got me thinking. The hydrometer reading is enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Are so, you calling in for drunk of the week today? I am. I'm. I've been doing my homework, and uh, I've tried a couple weeks, and uh, I think this week I, I've got a, a pretty good balance. All right. You sound pretty coherent, but give us the resume. Damn it. Well, I started I started yesterday. Um, okay. I, okay. Uh, Gives you a leg up at everybody else. Yeah. I started at the uh the England oh. US game. Yeah. And uh and then I went to then I went to church for my boss's wedding. Okay. Uh I I had uh I had let me see. All right, well, but then I, yeah, I did go to bed. I did go to bed. So, all right. I we haven't drank anything yet. Again. Oh. Yeah, so you started again. Okay. So you took a you took a I'm sleeping sorry. break. I took a sleeping break, which I think is fair. That's fair. Uh, I, uh, I had, this morning, I had a left hand, um, what's the what's the left hand porter? I had a right hand this morning. You know what I'm saying? Well, I had two right hands. All right. Morning. Yeah, uh, left hand porter. Go I on. had three right hands this morning. She two you in the face. Just suck that. Yeah. I had a pillowcase and a heated melon. <laughs> Left hand brewing porter. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with. Uh, yeah, me neither. Uh, I love you guys. Colorado, right? But uh, <laughs> oh, Chad's googling it here. So. All right, what else? Uh, and then I and then I had a blanche de chambly. If right. you can pronounce it, you're not drunk enough. Yeah. Yeah, or, or I actually, some fucking French, some queer French shit. I think sometimes it's the opposite when it comes to so, difficult accents. That, some like, French shit, like. Uh, in other words, like if you took a couple years of Spanish, yeah. your Spanish is usually better when you're drunk than yeah. it is when you're sober. Right. Yeah. You know. Right, because those languages formed under alcoholic conditions. Is that right? Sure. Uh, as, far as, as far as we all know. Listen, you know? I watch a lot of history channels. Trust me. Yeah. All right, go on. Yeah, uh, and then I had, uh, and then I continued the the uh, what is it, the Unibrew? I had Fondue Mons. 
mm-hmm. which is uh, which is solid. And then and then I had a uh, hacker shore for good measure. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the sausage shop and got a a six pack of hot brow. Mm-hmm. And a sausage. And, right. No sausage. And, and then I. I did have a little, I did get a little andouille sausage and I put that in my oh, mouth. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. And um, and uh, yeah, so then I had my my Belgian small beer. I had two liters of that. Two liters. Um, it's oh. only three percent though. Okay, kind of as one liter then. <laughs> it's, it's very I'll do that, Casey. That's a good idea. What is it in Plato though? <clears throat> Four hundred and twelve. I, I don't know. Well, Tc, you got to come over. Tc, if you are willing to come over and do a hydrometer reading, you are more than welcome. Well, it's not that big a deal. What do you mean a hydrometer? I mean, <laughs> Sorry, you just what? put some word in there, and you. It's you, true. This guy's lazier than I am. <laughs> I know. You got to take at least I, an uh, initial gravity. You know, you it's know. amazing. I'm going to give you lazy of the week. I, well, <laughs> I, I would be. I would take lazy of the week, but I don't know if I'll get any candy sugar for it. That's, um, that's true. Uh, and then, and then uh, now I'm. Uh, what? Go on. Nothing. What's Sorry. next? <laughs> Shut up, JP. Uh, JP, I love you, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, uh I had, and now, uh, now I'm friends. working on my second liter of Hofbrau. So. Okay. That's it. I'm All right. sorry if it's not yeah. enough. It's a good list. It's a good list. You're in the running, brother. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, you know, I'm the guy that keeps bugging you to do lunch meat. Oh. Oh, the one you're guy. You're the one guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one guy. Uh, if you guys do lunch meat, I will. I will show up for it. Well, we're so, not. We're not around. Imp- we're not around this What's Friday, that? so I don't think we can do it. No. Uh, we're in Minnesota. That's not. It's illegal no. in Minnesota. Twin City, Minnesota, <laughs> Northside Zone. Yeah. They sent me a letter. <laughs> you know, it's a listenable show, guys. It's, <laughs> it's very entertaining. It's the problem. It's don't just sell listenable. The lunch meat short. All right. Thanks, brother. Well, all right, guys. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Later. All right, there you go. Scrotex from Chicago. Where they come up with these things, I don't know. What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> Can't do shit. Drunk of the Week calls. While we're waiting for our next uh, Drunk of the Week call, uh, which, by the way, 888-401-BEER, we'll give you away some uh, Belgian candy sugar, courtesy of Dark Candy Inc. We've got an all-new segment uh, today that uh, <coughs> the Jipper has prepared for us. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think you're going to like it. It's called um, Something of Value. And um, uh, if JP is ready to proceed... He is ready. Okay. And now it's time for Something of Value by Jason Petros. All right. Well, Something of Value is a new new segment we're doing on the show. It's basically where I just go through the forum and pull... Uh, something of value from the forum. Okay. So we're going to be talking, we're going to be sharing about different topics, um, some important, some not important, but just, just so everybody knows that the forum is a place that you should go to learn things. So today's topic, uh, the inaugural one, is uh, the thread in the beer radio section entitled, Are You a Shower Drinker? Yeah. So this came about from our show a couple weeks ago, where I believe a caller... I think for Drunk of the Week, if I'm not mistaken, called in and was drinking in the shower or had a drink right. in the shower or something like Takes that. A beer to the and then shower. I said that yeah. I really liked it, I think. Not that he was in the shower. That that didn't affect me. No. But that I like to drink beer <laughs> I like in guys the in the shower. shower. Yeah, and then I said how much I was enjoying that phone call. <laughs> yeah. When you kicked us out of the room, it was <laughs> It was weird. odd. Yeah. Um, 
but you were the only one in here who had ever really done that. Oh, right. Okay. And so it kind of bothered me, and apparently it bothered IPA, I say, 2.0 as well, because he started this thread okay. in the forum. Asking people if they, if they drink were in the shower. If they were shower drinkers, yeah. And, and uh, what I kind of realized is there were a lot of them. There's like three pages in the forum about this, which is a largely unheard of phenomenon as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Really? It, it seems to really go hand in hand with shower pissing. So if oh, you're a shower gross. if you're a shower pisser, <laughs> you're probably more apt to be a shower drinker. <laughs> Interesting. Than not. Oh, wait a minute. If it means you're laying there long enough to have to piss <laughs> would he bring like a twelve pack in there? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, he just hang he has no pool. Hey, we're out of hot water. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna corroborate uh, this statement and say that yeah, I am also apt to piss in the shower and I'm a shower See? drinker. Yeah. Bevo, you don't. Yeah, you've never not... pissed in the shower. That's so gross. No, I don't act. I mean, oh, I man. have in the. I, I have I before, did. but no. Right. And it's totally different for a chick because you can point. It just right. runs down my leg. Yeah, like, that's, that's not really nasty. <laughs> yeah, but what better time to yeah. just let it go? Like, yeah. let's just think about that for a second. I don't pee in the shower. That's gross. Just right. squat. Yeah. Well, that I could the also purpose. just get out of the t- the shower, wrap <laughs> you, myself in towel, and pee in the toilet. That is two steps away from my bathtub. Yeah, but, but when that hot do- water's running over your back, <laughs> oh man, just letting it go Ooh. over your kidneys, disgusting. Yeah. Your glistening ass. Oh wait, yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, what the oddest part about that forum, which if you can get even weirder about this, is Brant, a longtime guy in the forum and the listener. Yeah, his wife is a shower drinker. Oh, is that right? But he's not. Huh. The only uh, the only uh, evidence, it's like Bigfoot. You yeah. hear about these things, but uh, we didn't really see it. So uh, she's the shower drinker. I found that kind of odd. That's that's interesting. Sure. I did. I saw a good one from another person in the thread. It's a three-page thread. Three page I'll let you guys thread. know uh, if you haven't seen this, because people are they, they really like the topic. Uh-huh. Uh, Brew Ranger in there said, I did a lot of shower drinking in college, um, you know, because weekend night blackouts didn't start themselves, you know. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> I'm a, I'll tell you why I'm a fan of the shower drinking. It's because, uh, you know, generally when I shower, it's because I have to go do something yeah. important, you know, right. and I need to clean myself up. And so it's, just, it's, an, it's a relaxing time. And what better way to relax than also to have a beer and uh, cookies? You know, it's still weird to me, man. <laughs> still weird. What's weird about it's it? It's really though? weird, and I would think that like the beer would get warm. Like I don't, no. I don't even shower oh, yeah. like that often. I'm I'm a bath girl. Mm-hmm. Like, but even still, like, do you pee in the bath? <laughs> I just threw it from my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, so no, yeah, definitely that. not. All right, yeah. Uh, but you drink in the bath, right? No. Oh, why I not? That's even like I it, don't think that food no or drink or anything belongs in the bathroom other than your mouthwash. Hmm. Do you what's, know how much bacteria comes out of the toilet when you flush it? What's mouthwash? Well, my showers was well separate from my toilet. That's so, true. You know. I don't. I just think it's a relaxing time to myself. You know <laughs> why not? Yeah. I just think it's weird. And you don't you don't stay in there long enough for the beer to get warm. You know. But do yeah. you put it down? And yeah, then... you can't hold it the whole time. No, that's what I want to know. Then where do you put it down? I mean, I don't know. Well, you it's have got to a have a place holder. to put it down. Yeah, you don't have a place yeah. to put it down. Ooh, it's not you know, if we had, we should invent a BN shower cup holder. Oh, Stainless. I bet cup we'd holder. sell a shitload well, of. Hang them. on, like the suction cups. Hang on over the shower head thing. Or that too. Or could just hang. You know, they got those things you can put all your stuff on. Mm. You'll have a cup holder on there. Create I a call shower it, glass. This is patented, folks. Don't go stealing <laughs> my idea. First. Yeah, it's trademarked, apparently, at this point forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you do have to find a place to put it, but, 
You know, I just every shower has like a ledge. You know, yeah, like on my door, it's got like a railing over the top, so it's nice and flat. So I just put like a pint up there. <laughs> there you go. You know what we need to do now? So, so there's uh, this thing going on in the chat. Everyone's kind of talking about this and whatever. And there's a guy in here named Dark Brewer, and he said, "White people are nasty. Get your lazy ass out of the shower and use the toilet." Yeah, I want to know if this I crosses. Agree with if him. this is if this crosses <laughs> racial boundaries. <laughs> if this is a so? white thing only. Hey, Terrence, Terrence, come in here for a second, will you, please? Terrence isn't typical black guy. Are you talking about? He's really but he's not. always, I guess got. He's always guy. got. You know, <laughs> I like to call Terrence tea bag. I just want to throw that out there. Tea bag. Shout, would you go grab Terrence for me, please? Yeah. Grab him. He's in the whatever you got to do, <laughs> yeah. man. Tase grab him. him by the tea bag. You know, yeah. tease him, bring him out here. He's probably going through just. That's a good question. Thing. If it does, have you ever peed in the shower when you're in the shower with somebody else? You know, like you're taking a shower with your girlfriend. I've never taken a shower with anybody else because I think it's gross and weird. Is that weird to say? You're. Oh yeah, you are so that, weird. That is weird. No, because there's always one person that's cold. You can't. I, it, I'm in and out of the shower in like four minutes. Yeah, well, I don't want to. It's not, not a normal shower enough. when you're. You know, it's not your normal four minute shower when you shower with somebody. You Why not? enjoy each other's company. No, it's still four minutes with JP. <laughs> <laughs> right, JP's like, well, I'm clean. Uh, T bone. <laughs> Grab the middle one there. Yeah. Oh. Um, mic, son. Oh, I, I think there's no mic. Oh, use Tasty's mic. That's fine. Uh, so, T Bone, have you ever? Do you pee in the shower? Oh yeah, all the time. Uh, no. So yeah. there goes the theory, right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's we, all you're good for. for us. <laughs> hey, well, he speaks. He speaks for all blacks. That's true. Exactly. Could you find a whiter black man? <laughs> <laughs> he listen. He was born in Compton. That's true. That is yeah. true. He yeah. was raised in the Elsa Bronte Hills. <laughs> well, you know, listen. Hey. He's all we. He's all we have. He's our only black friend. <laughs> you can take the brother out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out the brother. No, I mean, no we thought did. that maybe they it was. They they found a way. <laughs> we thought that maybe it was only white people that peed in the shower, but you pee in the shower. No, I do all the time. Do you drink in the shower? Like, will you? Do you ever take a beer in the shower? No, that's disgusting. What? No way. <laughs> that's what the other black guy do we you, know says. Do you ever shower with Becca? No, I don't. See, it's don't. weird, right? Ha- it's not. Have you ever? I have, but it's okay. not. It's not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> it gets cold at the back of the shower. Exactly. Completely disagree. <laughs> well, because you're probably not at the back of the shower. That's the problem. Yeah, you, you are the Sam. dominating yeah, exactly. one. That's just, <laughs> so, She's trying to shove Sam we down the drain. Sam, if Sam's cold, because <laughs> yeah. he's like, yeah, my ass is cold. I see. Well, well, there's the dark brewer is saying that uh, uh, Terrence doesn't count. Dark brewer, <laughs> I don't believe this is really happening. Maybe we need pictures of girlfriends in the shower with beer, right? Oh, to validate this. I, I'm not. I don't believe this. <laughs> if it, no pics, it didn't happen. <laughs> That's true. Is that the Creeper. same? <laughs> like that? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Terrence, for clearing that up for, for us. something. Yeah. I'm although I'm with dark brewer. Terrence does hardly count. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Terrence is going out to NHC with us next week. That's true. Yeah, he's going to be at uh, BNA5, and he'll be there with us all week. Uh, who is it, Bevo? Are we going to finish um, my segment Jason? off? Or? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Go on, uh, JP. That, no, that was it. That was the end of the segment. Uh, just example of some of the fun things going on in the forums. Yeah. And in the show. No, what was the, what was the title of the segment? I forget. Um, something that's, of value. That's your something of value this week. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let me look at I'm, I'm, I want to make sure we didn't miss anything. A value. No. Is, Does he have an thread. outro? I didn't post well, in that thread. I, uh, browsing here. I haven't posted it either. And, uh, I would have said I'd do both. I think uh, I'm going to now. I just think it's such a community. I mean, not even the drinking. That's fine. But to pee in the shower, it's a community space. Like, Chad, you well, share your shower with Schumann. Do you yeah, really want to stand around in his urine? 
I probably do. I'm sure you <laughs> do. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I get my own. So yeah, takes care different. of athletes' feet. You know? Real gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Low pH. I used to shower in that shower. I wore flip flops. True really? story. You and, had and a shower shoes. in this house. Absolutely. Yeah. Shower shoes. That, that was that was when Smelly Matt lived it here. Though. Yeah. Well, he couldn't pee into the toilet either. So yeah. I usually throw some lime down before I get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Great job, JP. Thank you. This episode of Something of Value by Jason Petros was brought to you by Newprint, Little, Yellow, Different, and Volkswagen, the People's Wagon. <laughs> Something of Value by Jason Petros is the sole property of the Brewing Network, its affiliates, and more beer. Something of Value by Jason Petros is a Wink Martindale production. <laughs> I love the reggae horn at the end there. Nice. Wonderful job. Little. Thank you. Yellow. That was good. <laughs> Different. Is that the Family Ties song? I think so, yeah. I love that show. I haven't seen it in a long time. Seventies porn. Then the family photo at the end. Yeah, it's all paint by number in the beginning. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Who was on the phone? His name's Jason. Jason, what's He's happening? Colorado. Hey, that's my name, too. Jason, you there, brother? Yeah, I'm right here. Come on, Chip. Hello. I know you hate it, it's but I goddamn love it. It's awful. It's, <laughs> it's so it's great. It's stupid. It's, it's stupider the best than thing s- I've ever written. It's more stupider than Sam. All right, well, that person's it's not more there. more stupider than that sentence. It's more stupider. What I is have, this beer? I have Remy on the line on Skype here. Hang on one sec. Remy. Well, you uh, were there, Remy. Hello, uh, Remy. Hello? Remy Martin? Remy, are you testing your Skype with me? Doesn't work. Yeah. Passed out. He's sleeping. Right. Negative. All right, suck it, Remy. And anybody else who hasn't figured out how to use their friggin' Skype? Usually it's me that hasn't figured out how to use Skype, by the way. What are we drinking here, Tasty? It's the... Uh, Paul Brown brought this uh, Mission Street uh, Brown Ale. And uh, it's brewed by... What's the name of the brewery? Uh... Steinhaus. Steinhaus Brewing Company in uh, Paso Robles. Paso Robles, California. I don't know. It's so a Firestone. <laughs> it's a Firestone beer. So I guess it's, it's a, a Mission division. Street series beer. Yeah. Yeah, so they have another Mission Street. And How much was that bottle of beer, Paul? That was a dollar ninety nine for that bomber. Uh, wow. That might be the best dollar ninety nine you ever seen. It's certainly spent. pretty good. Yeah. I didn't know that Mission Street had a brown ale. I had only no, that's brand new there. That's the first time I've seen it. <clears throat> It's good. I like the beer. It is pretty tasty. And it's, it's an English and brown. At $1.99, it's great. It was a little sweet, actually, for me. Yeah? A little, a little sweet. But uh, I don't know. I enjoy it for, yeah, for two bucks. I'll buy another one. Or I'll buy one. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> period. Trader Joe's? Trader Joe's. Yeah. Now, are these all kept cold, or are these on the shelf, too? These are on the shelf. Okay. Yeah. There's not. nothing at Trader Joe's that's cold. I was just wondering whether the 22, maybe they the could milk. find space. Yeah, I wish they would, because there's so many other good qualities about Trader Let's Joe's, buy them a including their beer, but uh, yeah. not the keeping of the beer. So, I think we have another job. As long as you buy way. enough, they'll keep uh, supplying <laughs> their shelves with it. Exactly. I think we have theft on the line. Theft. Go. You there, buddy? Go. Go. What's happening? Where are you calling from? Uh, Minnesota, my man. All right. Is this a Drunk of the Week call? Are you in Northside Zone? Um, I'm mostly drunk of the week. <clears throat> All right. What have you had? Um, bought half of a new Belgium folly pack. 
What is and that? And about what is the new Belgium Folly pack? Lawfully, I think it's like a variety sour pack. beers. Is it a twelve pack? I think it's. I yeah, think so. It's a like variety Bel- beer. I think. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. New Belgium. Oh, New Belgium. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. So, you've, right. so you've had six beers out of there. It's all right. Slurring points. <laughs> Did I fucking slaughter? <laughs> no, you're doing great. No, you, you didn't slaughter at all. It's fine. <laughs> all right. What else? Hey, JP, how about those uh, sharks? Yeah, huh? blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> how about <those> Fuck you. <laughs> hey, at least I don't live in hey, Minnesota. Wagging, at least I don't I'm live in Minnesota. I'm wagging my cock at you right now. <laughs> Good. I'm sure even if I was standing next to you, I couldn't see it. <laughs> oh, killing me. And I've had uh, a couple of uh, summits, about four half of bison. Oh, that a boy. Some summits, he said, guys. Summits. Summits. He had four hecking cockins. Oh, yeah. What about Breckenbrocker? <laughs> and uh, so that's ten beers I'm counting right now. Yeah, Jay, I'm I'm the guy who emailed you about those uh, the ticks. Ah, uh, yeah, no, there was a lot of those guys. Uh, what do I owe you tickets or something? Well, to the BNA five. Oh, okay. I'll check my email again. I'll make sure you get your tickets. I was pretty vulgar, so. Oh, right. I probably remember it then. Frank of Rugger. All right. Well, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, my friend. Thank you very much. And right. we'll see you on Wednesday. Good luck tonight, but we'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> I like the end. I like his sign off. Frank of Rugger. There really should be a whole other language, shouldn't there? Let's start our own language. The BN Drunk language, the BN language, yeah. yes. It's a wienery. Yeah. This beer's wienery. <laughs> it's wienery. <laughs> say it, we forgot to say it with a slur. <laughs> what are we trying now? Abita. Abita. Andy Gator. Hellesbach. Helles Hellas Doppelbach. That's interesting. I've had Abita before. I like their beer. I beers. expect this to be kind of strong. Is that the deal? It's 8%. 8%, huh? Okay. How many Play-Dohs? What is that? About 300 Play-Dohs? It's 1,000 Play-Dohs. I, wow. I, I didn't know if it went that high in the Play-Dohs wow. scale. But. I, if you get one of those new... Uh, oh. Never mind. I was going to give a more beer plug, but I lost it. That's Figure you got to support... Uh, refractometers? What do they got Support new? the Louisiana region there. That's before, right. Before their beer gets too oily down there, you know. Mm. Ooh, it's in the water. Good point. Buy it now. It's an interesting beer. I don't it know is. if I like it yet or not. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike it. Whoa. It has a lot of mouthfeel. Looks yeah. Like a little banana thing going on. It does have a banana thing. Yeah, it's fruity. It's not wienery. No, there's a wienery going on there. I think I do like it. It's 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 pretty it's a little sweet. It's pretty flat. It's a little sweet. It's a little too sweet for me. Flat as in, what do you mean by flat? Well, like as in not carbonated very well. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> huh. Maybe it's to style. I don't know. I think it is to style. Doppelbox are usually pretty malty, yeah. It's the higher alcohols in there. <clears throat> it is sweet. Some alcohol sweetness in there, too. Yeah. I don't think I could drink the whole 22 that you brought. No, no. I like this little uh, sample. It's, yeah, it's Good just definitely uh, yeah. with dinner and then something else after dinner kind of thing. Mrs. Blomax is on the line for Drunk of the Week. All right. Hi there. Hello. How you doing? Uh, I'm going to puke. <laughs> oh, ooh, you, right. you sound air? like you're gonna yeah, waste oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> did. Oh. Oh, you win. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
I just picked Sorry up. about that. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> more? Is there more? <sighs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, you are drunk of the week. This is Blomax. Wow. Oh, I just almost Blomax. Yeah, oh. I, uh, I think I lost a little in my mouth. Yeah, now scream, be an army for life, and hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only oh, way to go out. Sorry. More? Uh, what, what have you been... Oh, sorry about what were you drink? What were you drinking? Yeah, what didn't agree with you? Um, no, dig through the toilet and find out. <laughs> I'm looking like in there. I think the Negra Modelo didn't agree with me, but I had some more homebrew too, so. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a good wow. uke. Huh. Well, you'll be better for it like, tomorrow. I'm not even kidding. That made my eyes tear up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I will. We <laughs> <laughs> made uh, podcast history there, you know. What's the occasion? Um, my birthday was this past week on Wednesday. Okay. Oh, so you started a month ago. Been drinking since Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're kind of celebrating that. Well, you've won yourselves some uh, Belgian candy sugar, courtesy of Dark Candy Inc. So you can throw it up later. Yeah. Host for the hangover. (laughs) Good job. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. All right. (laughs) Go take care of yourself now, dear. Take a shower and take a beer with you. I'm sure my boyfriend will. I'm sure sure he will. (laughs) Have him hold your hair back. Yeah. All right. She's running for drug of the year now. Oh, absolutely. You know, the the deal might be sealed. (laughs) It's going to take some some strong effort for the BN Army to beat that. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I think in order to do that, you have to drink more Negro Modellas than she (laughs) (laughs) does. Or like them less. Might have to. Yeah. <laughs> she does have a good drunk She's laugh. Hammered. It's it's kind of cute and offensive at the same time. Yeah. It's a good drunk laugh. All right. <laughs> Are you chugging more vodka right now or something? Yeah, I'm chugging some more Negra <laughs> Even though I just got done puking it up. Really? You right? Negro. You know you already won. <laughs> You're right back on the horse. Huh? Negro Medellin. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, if Terrence hadn't just left. Yeah, where did he go? Oh, he he might buy some Negro Medellin. Oh, man. <laughs> now, now I think Mr. Blomax is instructing her on how to properly say your name. <laughs> no. Uh, yes, no. he actually is. <laughs> That's how you say it. She's doing it great. All right. Good work. Wow. <clears throat> All right, Mrs. Blomax. Congratulations. Yes. Well played, sir. <laughs> She's going to hang out and giggle tonight. The crazy giggles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry about that, guys. I just kind of am really drunk was, and just threw up. That was perfect timing, though, too. Hey, don't apologize to us. Uh. We, we're, we thank you for your efforts. All right. <laughs> now, I, I think she just I, died. She's checking out. <laughs> I think you just <laughs> fell asleep in the toilet. You want to, do you want to sing a song? Would you like to sing us your favorite song? I wish song? I did. You wish you wanted to sing Okay. A, sing okay. us your favorite song. Here's my favorite song. All right. I wish I fell asleep in the toilet while I was throwing up. 
It's my favorite song, too. Yeah, that's a real good one. Yeah. Uh, have you thought about American <laughs> Idol? I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm so postured. Three seats to the wind. And drunk, I threw up. Woohoo! <laughs> I love you. All right. Thank you, Mrs. Blomax. Yes. Have a good night. Take care of yourself, You're okay? Welcome. Get some sleep. You have a good night, too. You, too, dear. Good night. Oh, we should have kept her on. Bye, we bye. get all the dirt on Blomax. You could ask her yeah. anything. Yeah, right? Oh, man. Pretty much. I feel long. like I'm taking advantage of the poor girl at this point. <laughs> when we said that was the uh, sure way to win. That's true. That you was know, impressive. She, she came on with that right off well, the bat. The timing was perfect. It the was like, timing, she, because she said, I think I'm going to throw up. Call <laughs> in. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like, Call in for drug of the week. Right when she ended the sentence. She's on hold for too long. Yeah. Is she hanging out in the bathroom there, too, or something? So I think she had a head on until when she answered the phone. It's like, ready to go. That was nice. <laughs> so, no more drug of the week calls. It's unnecessary. It's un- <laughs> it's I, uh, gar- I am going to answer this call because it's from one of the woods. Okay, go ahead. Oh. oh do that. I'll take a drunk of the week call from one of the woods, even though it clearly that we have a victor. Yes, I know that was that was good. Bevo's chatting with him right now. Yeah. You're holding us up here. Yeah, come on, Bevo. <clears throat> what else do I have to do? I don't think anything. I think that's it. We've given away our candy sugar. Is, do you, is it? Are you ready for me, Bevo? Say goodbye. Here, one more beer. I got it. Hello, then. I was bonding. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, hi. Well, you should be screening. Oh, we have Kim. Sounds like the Kim Wood. Yeah. Hey, Kim. I get female hi. interaction, never. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim Wood. I just had a good three-way with um, Bevo and Justin. That was good. That is good. We, uh, yeah, we, no, uh, we do a mean How Eiffel Tower. Go down to the free clinic. Check yourself out. <laughs> yeah, get, get checked quick. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, no, I just wanted to wage my vote for Mrs. Blomax. That's all. Yeah, I mean, it's really unanimous, isn't it? That was amazing. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. I was. I was inspired, actually. You were? To do what? Yeah. I was like, damn, man, I have to like barf next time I want to call in. Right. So, that's all. I mean, yeah. if you want to compete with uh, with talent like that, you, you might have to puke the next time you call in. <laughs> he just sets a bar for everybody ever. So. You have to puke and shit at the same time to do that. Oh. Uh, whoa. <laughs> all in the shower. Hi. In the shower, yeah. Okay. <laughs> with a beer. Oh, my God. Okay, at wait, I have a goal house. for this. I have a goal for the summer now. All right, I can make that work. I think you you have a long summer. You can plan it out, and uh, I think it's a great goal to have. You got to have goals. (laughs) You do. My mother always told me you got to have goals. That'll look up. (laughs) Puke, shit, shower. Okay, got it. All right, that's all. I'm just saying, this is Blue Max. Go do it. Do your thing, girl. Mm. And um, happy BNA five, and um, love you guys. Thank you. We'll be missing you out there. XOXO. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Kim Wood. XOXO means she likes us a lot. Hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses, guys. Yeah. I don't know if you know the text. Speak. I thought that was 50-50. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, next week, we are not on the air because, uh, well, we sort of are. We're not on our regularly scheduled time, but we will be doing shows uh, from the National Homebrewers Conference. Um, there will be a video feed from BNA5, courtesy of our friends over at Beer School. Uh, John Foster will be sending you the video. Um, other than that, all week long, uh, Justin.TV, if I have a good connection, you know, I may just leave the webcam on all the time in the hospitality suite. <laughs> That'd be cool. I think you know, you people can, can, can come up and sign, you know, wave to the people at home. That'd be great. 
Um, All this stuff starts after noon, right? <clears throat> yeah, clearly. Okay. You know. Yeah, I mean, you'll be down, down there. You'll be down there no, like no, no, doing no, no, shirts no, no. and stuff. But uh, you don't know how to run the equipment, so everything else starts after noon. <laughs> Tweet me your phone number. I might call you back and talk to you on the, uh, yeah. On the camera. Yeah. What do I need to be down there before noon for? There's nothing to do then. Nothing? There's nothing to do down there. I hope, we get, a, I hope we get a table that we don't have to move this year. Yeah, That's that really sucks. the key. It's, it's all about we, like, oh, you got to take all your shit out of yeah, here. It's it bullshit. And, you need to be with us because we're usually on the side of the room that gets closed. So we don't right. rarely have to move shit. Uh-huh. We're going to have to make a push for that this year because that's the bitch. You yeah. push. And I start getting weird phone calls. Oh. Where are you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah like at 10 yeah. o'clock in the morning. What are they doing? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Just be sleeping then. What's a beer event? Um, Where can listeners find uh, John Foster's live feed? Where is that going to be streaming? Probably it's probably going to be somewhere. on beerschool.com, but I will I'll tweet it, Facebook it, put it on the homepage. I'll put it everywhere as soon as I know. I'll talk to Foster um, tomorrow and I'll find that out. So everything you need to know will be on the homepage though. I'll put listings of the uh, Brew Strong airing and the Candy Brew it airing. Those will be Friday and Saturday. Friday night there'll be our live session from the uh, from Club Night. And um, yada yada yada, a bunch of shit like. Can that. you air the meeting you have and the awards banquet? You know, <laughs> it's funny you awesome. mention that because I want that. I want that level of transparency in the AHA. Now I don't know that I'll, I'll get it there. I'm sure there are things that have to be confidential or something. But if it if if the BN had an annual meeting like that 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 we had and we had members. Oh, you bet your ass that I, I would. I'd webcast that. Yeah, it'd be like the stockholders meeting. Everybody I could bring it up. Yeah, I could. Uh, I could certainly ask. It cool. won't happen this year. That'd I promise cool. you that right now. But I could ask uh, about. Uh, hey, what do you think about letting everybody in this meeting? Yeah, I'll bring the camera. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the meeting though. The, the governing committee meeting, just to find out how these things work. You know, this is an organization that yeah. I've been involved with for uh, several years now, but haven't been in the in the meetings that, that run it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. So it'll be fun. I think you should be. And I will, I'll bring back as much as I'm allowed to bring back. You going to bring beer to the meeting? Shit, yeah. All day meeting? It is all day. It's, uh, it's about six hours or something. Wow, wow. Really? So, yeah, I'm bringing beer. I think my friend uh, Kurt Stock out there, uh, he wants us to meet uh, for a drink beforehand. In the morning. I think he's having bar- He wants barley wine in the bar ahead of time, you know. Oh, he's been. This is not his first meeting. So this isn't his first rodeo. I see. He knows how to do it. Okay. No, I think we're supposed to, uh, you know, we're supposed to stay focused. We have a lot to cover. I was looking at our list of things that have to be discussed because it's a once a year meeting. These guys go over a lot of stuff. They really put in some work and some time. So. It's going to be a long day, you know. Huh. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to coffee up. I'm glad that it's I'm glad that it's on Wednesday and not Thursday, because everybody knows the condition I'm going to be in on Thursday. Bad enough I got to do my lecture that day. Wish they had moved that to Friday. Wait a minute, I thought all the Thursday lectures you had to repeat because the judges. Oh, yours is after the judging. Yeah, I'm sure they don't want me to repeat mine. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, once yeah, is two a, different ones. That's once is enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be there in the front row. Are you going to oh, yeah. go to mine? I'm going to be there, heckle? too. 
Can we heckle you? <laughs> I'm going to heckle the yeah. shit out of this guy. Just give you a hard time. You and everybody else. Yeah. Come on, you won't be the only ones oh, heckling. That room's going to be. I'll throw the first tomato. Yeah. We're just going to we're just going to chant BN Army" just for 45 minutes, <laughs> yeah. and you can't do anything about it. You know yeah, what? We'll do a demonstration. <laughs> if that's the plan, now that I know it, sweet. Because I'm done with my we outline. Can, we can knock <laughs> 10 minutes off easy. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. Listen, <laughs> I gotta, you know. I think you should just bring a horn from the World Cup and go. Yeah. God, you imagine paying for a ticket and doing that the whole game. Like, what do your lips feel like? I couldn't even listen. I'll stand on my chair and say, "Oh, captain, my captain," when you leave. (laughs) Try to get a hold. Do it. Dead poet society. Uh, I have a message from Crotch Rot. Yeah. Long time friend. Yeah. Got a new job. Oh yeah. So that means he can join live again. Hmm. Because I guess he was Great. working nights or some nonsense on Sundays. Oh, we've missed him. Yeah, so he'll be back. He'll be back hanging out. Love it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, I have Blake from Colorado on the line. I guess he met Tasty and Jamil on their road trip. <laughs> What's the road trip? Oh, <laughs> hey, I, actually, Peter it was, was Peter and, and Jamil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. <laughs> you I'm might just, have had a Tasty and, beer, though. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to say, uh, hey, Mike, thanks a lot for uh, sending a couple of beers along uh, with Jamil and Peter on their on the road trip, we had them out for our uh, homebrew club meeting on Wednesday. <laughs> okay, and nice. uh, and we got to try uh, your Dortmunder, the uh, double barrel, the um, Union Jack. That was yeah, Union Jack. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. And then the, the Janet's Brown. That was like oh, you had know, a Janet's Brown too. Great. Yeah, it was like you know getting it from the source, kind of like <laughs> sucking on a tit or something. You know? It was great. That's the real deal. That's how we think it tasty too. <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. And, yeah, yeah, and I appreciate you um, sending some beers along for uh, folks to try along the way. That's sure. very They're nice awesome. of you, Tasty. Yeah, send two cases of 22s. How come you didn't send your yeah. beers, Chad, you stingy bastard? Yeah, I don't know. not good enough. I don't want to, you know, yeah. go up against McDonald's Road. <laughs> That's true. On the road, it's tough. It's road. easier uh, when you have home, home course, course. but uh, on the road, it's rough yeah. out there. How did you like meeting yeah. Jamil? Is, was he all he's cracked up to be? Oh yeah, it was it was, it was a great, good time. Yeah. Uh, Bad Rock was out there with us. Nice. Um, oh yeah. We we have we have our meetings at Left Hand in in Longmont, Colorado. Okay. And um, uh, you know, Bad Rock is not that far away as as am I. And uh, you know, went out and had dinner afterwards. It was a good time. How were uh, Jamil's beers? <laughs> Jamil didn't he didn't share any beers. It was That's all weird. Beer. That's <laughs> well, we get the, we get the, we get the same thing here. Weird. So don't feel bad. Huh. <laughs> I've only. I've known that guy about 10 years. Yeah. I've had his beer twice. Huh. <laughs> oh, Only <nice>. twice. <laughs> He's saving it for his return to competition, maybe. Yeah. His oh. glorious comeback. When he changes his... Yeah. He gets his brew system set up, right? I love you, Jamil. Just kidding. Signs on in the brewing. I think you're an asshole, Jamil. Don't worry about it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. I'm glad you got to hang out with those guys. And it sounds like they're having a great time. I've been following Jamil's tweets and, and, and seeing where they're at and... Man, they're stopping at a couple places a day all the way out to uh, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Including Walmart. Yeah, yeah they're, they're cranking. Yeah, that's all cool, I see man. Peter posting is he's taking another nap. I think he's like <laughs> getting drunk like three times a day or something. Jamil might be killing Peter. Yeah. He's not going to make it back to Australia. Rough. Well, cool, man. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate that. Yeah, th- thanks, guys. All right, like Have beers. a good one. You too. Later. All right, that's Blake. Colorado liked your beer, Tasty. Evidently. That is nice of you sending your beer. Well, yeah, it gives him a little bit of the BN to take with him, you know? Yeah. And you're going to have some of your beer to share at NHC? <laughs> the BNA, same, the BNA same beers. Probably not as much Dortmunder, but I will, I'm going to do a, uh, like a 622s, I'm going to serve at uh, BNA 5. Ugh. Okay. Just sort of a frenzy, frenzy pouring. 
Are you doing One it just, just during the VIP session? Yeah. One just else? during that first hour. Right. That's probably smart because that's what, there's only 200 people at that, you know. Yeah. So everybody will there'll be like, you know, 40 people <clears throat> might get like an ounce or two ounces. Right. Right. Cool, man. Yeah. You bringing out beer? Um, no, I didn't know. I've, you really didn't figure out how to get it. Mm. I mean, just my second rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do we have a live read to read? We did it. We don't have another one? We don't have to do it again? <laughs> I don't think so. Right. I think that we got the refusal about that. All right. <laughs> All right. Shooting everything down. <clears throat> I thought someone was a team player, but I guess not. Passive aggressiveness doesn't work. No, uh, it's fine, man. <laughs> All right. We good? We're still friends, right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe uh, we were once. I don't know if we can be again, because <laughs> apparently you can't do things twice right now. We both have Volkswagens. We do! Yeah. 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 Sorry, Australia, about the loss today. Oh, I'm not at all. Fuck Australia. <laughs> Superior Germans. Yeah, they dominated you pricks. What? Where did that come from? I don't know. I like why, you just like pick random countries to hate. I do. No, Mad Max is a good movie. Peter was pretty hammered today, I bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. After that loss. Got yeah. sorrows and that nonsense. Yeah. Got his flags here. They're still sitting on my floor in my room. Oh. <laughs> I, I waved mine <laughs> once today. For you to piss on when you get up and wipe your feet with it. Oh, come on. <laughs> we have a lot of listeners in Australia, you know, JP. Yeah, I know. And I You're love not making any, fr- any friends. I don't need friends. Which is very different for you, not making Isn't friends. It? You know? Well, this time I'm doing it on purpose and not just being me. You know? <laughs> right. I love them, though. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, thank you to JP for something of value today. Uh, good job. Well, I look forward to doing it again, my friend. Thank you to Chat for our mini topic. And, uh, of course, special thanks to Mark Stutrud of Summit Brewing Company. Go to summitbrewing.com. Check it out. And if you're in NHC next week, shake his hand. Say thanks for being on the BN after he does his keynote address. Yes. All right. So we'll be at NHC all week long. Check the website, Twitter, and Facebook for details. We will see you there. Our next live session will be Sunday, June 27th. And lastly, make sure that you support our sponsors, uh, like More Beer, who brings you the session every week. And all of our sponsors who, uh, you know, you listen to them at the breaks and uh, they keep this thing alive. So check them all out. Tell them thanks. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Give me a wheat beer on a hot summer day. A bark will do me when the skies are gray. I'll take a Belgian crew any time. And the women think the lamb is fine. But don't you give me that American crude boy. I want a real home brew. Don't you really love a better homebrew? Can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all of the time. Yeah, I think I'll have me well, I'm the one right now. Love of it. Home brew blows my mind. I love home.